Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Our turn. Good evening, everyone. As we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. It's brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You want to get into the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been stinking genius one. How you doing tonight, Torres? I'm doing well, Arnie Spanier. How are you? Oh, exhausted already. Exhausted for crying out From all that XFL excitement? What are you exhausted from, man? A lot of shoveling today. A lot of shoveling. Well, for your wife? Because I saw some pictures yesterday that were very incriminating. You sh- you sent your wife out to shovel while you just sat there with the with the fo- uh, with the well, TV phone phone camera taking pictures. Well, well I want you to understand. She was shoveling the snow. I was shoveling food in my mouth. So we both were shoveling. It was just in different ways. Did you? We had like a foot and a half of snow in like a seven to eight hour period. It just, I couldn't even get to work on Friday. Uh, and I worked three and a half miles from my house. So what did you do? I didn't go to work. <laughs> just, uh, so I took just, the day you off. You guys just didn't do a show? Or? No, the other two guys got in. I couldn't get in. Well, I guess you didn't send your wife out to shovel early yeah, yeah. enough. I mean, that, that's it was bad. like it was almost like whiteout conditions. It was I'm like I can't make it in something like this. One guy got there at like nine o'clock in the morning for a three o'clock show, uh, and the other guy lives like a block from the station. So I I just couldn't do it. It was like it was it was just too hectic out there. I don't know. You used to live in in the East Coast. I don't know. You've been through those. Big uh, snowstorms, haven't you, for crying out loud? I was back on the East Coast this week, and I definitely made it a priority to not call you. And uh, Wow, wait but, a minute. You were you were back here? You didn't even call me? 
I was in Connecticut from Monday night until yesterday morning, Friday morning. So. I was in Connecticut for the week. No, you weren't. Shut up. No, I was not. What yeah. were you doing in Connecticut? I was going to see my family. They miss me. Unlike you, I'm actually, uh, you know, people enjoy being around me. So I haven't been back in a year and a half, and I was getting some pressure from the family, and so I, I made it, and uh, yeah, we had a good time. Could have invited me over. I would have come on down. I could have. I could have done a lot of things. I could have not come at all. I could have. Uh, I'm trying to. I was trying to think you, of something that wasn't you, totally yeah, inappropriate exactly. at that you exact miss, moment. By the way, you miss it out here. You missed the East Coast or what? Uh, I couldn't miss it any less. Uh, I wow. love my family. I love my family. It was great seeing wow. everybody. I could not get back soon enough. Why? So. Too cold for you? Huh? I was there uh, uh, 72 or so hours. I did not see the, the sun for a single <laughs> second of those 72 hours. And it was funny because I was filling in with Mike Harmon last night, and I saw Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. They are obviously on the show before Mike Harmon. And we were talking, both those guys have spent a lot of time in central Connecticut at another TV network. And I was saying it's like when the sun doesn't come up, that means that it really it's dark all day, and then it gets really dark about 4 o'clock, and you don't want to leave the house and – I'm not going to lie, you know, I'd, I'd crack open a cold beverage at about 6 p.m. just to stay warm, and uh, it's just not a very it's just not a very good this way to live. This isn't Alaska, okay? It's not like living below zero. Well, it was kind of, it was four degrees below zero today uh, with the wind chill. All right, anyway, we got a lot to get to. Busy show. Uh, lots to jump on in. So Aaron underscore Torres, I'm at Stinking Genius One. If you want to go ahead and send the stuff through Twitter. Um, again, Rick Buecher will join us in hour number two. We got a lot of NBA to get to. Bertie Fratto in the power hour of the show. I'm kind of curious what people are betting on now, and are you betting on the XFL? But first things first, did you watch the North Carolina Duke game today? Unbelievable. What a great ending that one was, huh, or what? Fantastic game. Uh, well, you know, can I can I be honest? Was it a fantastic game? I mean, it was sloppy from Duke early. They were just getting out-hustled. And then late, North Carolina just completely fell apart down the stretch. And so it was a it was an entertaining game. It is the best rivalry in college basketball. Maybe some people would think Duke or uh, Louisville, uh, Louisville versus Kentucky. Whatever. It's one of the two best rivalries in college basketball. It was entertaining. I don't right. know if it was a good game, but it certainly did come down to the wire. You'll never be able to pull that one off again where you're at the foul line, down by two, hit it off the front rim, grab the rebound yourself, take a dribble. By the way, they could have called double dribble. I don't know if it was really knocked out of I his noticed hand. that, yes. Yeah, right? Oh, did, I, I thought I was the only one smart enough to notice that one. Well, no, you weren't. You uh, There are other people that know the rules of basketball. But, it, you know, it, it was an amazing game because North Carolina, who's not very good this year, they just had their best player come back. His name's Cole Anthony, Greg Anthony's son. They were in complete control of that game. Um, and they did. They needed to do everything wrong just to get to that point with that shot. Uh, to even it for it to even be a competition, they were up about six points with a minute a minute to go. Credit Duke, they didn't rush any bad three point shots. They just kept attacking the basket. North Carolina was afraid to foul. Duke was getting uncontested foul shot or uh, excuse me shots at the rim. Then North Carolina starts turning the ball over, missing foul shots, which led to the first kind of buzzer beater that sent the game to overtime. And I know you want to take it from here. So. Well, now take us to last year though. Remember last year when we were doing the show. We were all in to North Carolina Duke. I mean, we were shaking. We couldn't wait to see this game. Oh, my goodness. What a, what a great one it's going to be because we were all invested in the Zion. Now that Zion's gone, what happened to the Duke-North Carolina rivalry? Usually this is something that 
we get all geeked up about. You have like a half hour to an hour pregame show. You get all excited. Were you tweeting about this? I don't know. Were you pumped up? It didn't seem like a lot of people. Now, of course, they enjoyed the ending and jumped on board and watched the game once it was toward the end of the game and Duke pulled off that miraculous comeback. But overall, I didn't feel, you know, the rivalry we had. We didn't have it like it was last year, right? Can we both be honest on that one? Torres, it wasn't like last year. Well, it's because North Carolina was 10-12 and 12 coming into the game. That's why. But when you're a rivalry... It really doesn't make a difference what your record is. You sure about that? Well, when you have two teams that hate each other like that, you know, does it really make a difference when it's North Carolina Duke? You just said it was one of the two best rivalries in college basketball. Well, let me give you an example. So Florida, Florida State. How about Florida State, Miami? When I was a kid, that was the best rivalry in college football, Arnie, okay? Okay, right. Um. We do the college football recap show every single week. How much did we talk Florida, Florida State, or Florida State, Miami this year? Uh, Probably very little, if any at all. Because the two teams were terrible. And so, of course, rivalries are impacted when one team or both teams isn't very good, and North Carolina just isn't very good this year. If Georgia and Auburn were slightly above 500, which isn't very good for both teams, uh, you don't think we'd be talking about the Iron Bowl? Uh, not in the way that we do if there was no implications at all. Listen, there were some interesting games that had no implications that we didn't really talk about this year. I mean, I, I can't think of it. Like I said, Florida State-Miami, great rivalry. We didn't talk about it. Florida-Florida State, great rivalry. We didn't talk about it. Uh, UCLA, how much time did we spend on UCLA-USC? That's a great rivalry. It had no meaning, so we didn't talk about it. What about some of these rivalries um, which – are earlier in the season where they don't have bad records. You know what I mean? Like this North Carolina Duke game, even though North Carolina Carolina is off to uh, a slow start this year, obviously. And who knows even if they'll make the tournament at this point, it doesn't look that way. But a game like this, I mean, if you look at the years, they're like, did you see that stat where they're exactly 500 against each other and they've scored the same amount of points? I mean, that's incredible. It is incredible. And it makes it a great rivalry. It's just one team isn't good this year, so the rivalry isn't the same. It just feels like we've lost a lot of our rivalries that we've grown up watching in all sports like that. You know, I could say the same thing in football. I could say the same thing in college basketball, the NBA. Um, I don't know, maybe because teams have changed and some teams are better. Like you, we were arguing about the Knicks and the uh, or the um, the Lakers, and if it was still a rivalry out there, the Knicks um, and Lakers, or, or the Celtics just, and Lakers, the Celtics and Lakers. Um, I mean, it was unbelievable. I still think it's a rivalry. A lot of people say, yeah, it's no big deal anymore, you know? Yeah, I mean, college rivalries are different than pro rivalries because pro rivalries are based on the players. And so the best pro rivalry going when I was a kid was probably Knicks Bulls. We don't talk. When Knicks Bulls on, Arnie, the only yeah. time we're talking about is who's <laughs> going to get that first overall draft pick. So. By the- I was going to say, I'm going to interrupt you real quick, because by the way, you know you have to do maybe hour two and three solo, right? Uh, why? What's going on? Please update America. If Arizona loses to UCLA, I'm just walking off the show. I, I just have to walk off. Is, I, is I that, can't do that. Is, I can't do that. Is that because Arizona-UCLA is a big rivalry and you would hate to lose to your rival? Is that what it is? <laughs> you have to rub it in like that. Well, I you thought you didn't care in. about rivalries, Arnie. Who cares? It's just another game on the schedule. Just another rival. Not don't, even a rival. Who cares? Don't you understand? I, I I keep telling you, Arizona is that special brand of school 
that's like Ivy League education along with great, great athletics. You wouldn't know anything about that going to UConn. I don't think you understand that. First of all, UConn is New England's rising star. Let's never forget that. That was a slogan when I was there. And also, uh, Arizona Athletics. What was that about their excellence in athletics? Are we you, already? Yeah. Are we talking Twitter, about the same University of Arizona? It's me, JT, that says, does Arizona play every sport on Saturday night at 8 o'clock yes. to make sure you're on the air for every game? Hashtag bear down. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it is, yes. I, I, we are on during just about every football and basketball game during the year. I know. It's painful to watch the, the football. The basketball is at least a little bit entertaining, but the, the football is a little tough to watch. I'm not All right. Know. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. Also, the debut of the XFL. Um, I watched it. Of course, I watched uh, um, some of it. You know, you have the sound on. You're watching intently. Then, of course, you start doing other things. Um Overall, though, I got to tell you, I did enjoy it. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as the NFL, obviously, uh, but I did enjoy it. I did enjoy some of the wrinkles in it also. That kind of made it exciting. But my question is, you know, everybody's saying, the oh, the NFL should adopt that kickoff policy or the NFL should adopt the one, two, or three-point play after a touchdown. Real quick, why don't you lay out for people that didn't get to watch the game what the new rules are? Or do you want me to do it? Oh, well, I mean, there's a bunch of them. Um, I'm, I won't go through all of them, but one of them was the kickoff. Did you see where the Did you see the kickoff where both teams lined up and you weren't allowed to move until the other player picked up the ball? So, so there was no running downfield with collisions. Yeah, I was going to say, I actually heard Oliver Luck on The Herd yeah. talking about that in that it does take away some of the, the violence that comes with you keep the kickoff, but you lose the violence because – the the returning player now has the full head of steam rather than the guy that's that rather than the eleven guys on the other team that's running at him. I did enjoy that part. I did enjoy it, and also after a touchdown, you can go for a one point from the I believe it's the two two and a half yard line, uh, or I think it's the two yard line. You can go for a two points from the five yard line, and I believe you can go for three points from the ten yard line, and people are saying that. Um, you know, that's a policy that the NFL should adopt. My, a quick question to you is, is the NFL broken that we have to make all these changes? You know what I mean? Is, is there something wrong with the NFL um, that we have to make all these moves uh, to the game because um, people aren't liking it anymore? I don't understand. So let me ask you a question. When your wife inevitably brings you to a therapist because you sent her out to shovel eight feet of snow yes. yesterday, <laughs> does that mean she wants a divorce? Or does that mean that she just wants maybe a couple things to change around the house? But if she's already in a perfect marriage with me, why would she want things to change around the house? I don't understand. Nothing, nothing's perfect, Darnie. Not even you. I know. Believe it or not, 55 years old, not as much hair as you used to have. You need yeah. to go on a diet. I know I know you sound perfect. I know when you look in, uh, in the mirror, you see the reflection of Leonardo DiCaprio, but the rest of us are not seeing the same thing, Arnie. Well, I, well, the, well look, but the point, I mean, the point I mean, I'm trying to make yeah. is just because something it needs to be changed or tweaked or altered or could be improved like you as a husband does not mean that it's broken and unfixable like what you're saying. Well, if By you the way, wanna, the guys are cracking it, up in the back. That was a good Yeah, analogy. I'm sure they are. If you want to go ahead and take a look at the financials for the owners of the NFL teams, I would say things are pretty much okay, Aaron. You know what I mean? I, I would say things are fine and dandy if you want to take a look at the ratings and look at how many people watch the Super Bowl. Um, what's the problem? 
I mean, I know you say, well, it's just a little bit of a tweak, but I mean, things are at an all time high every year. Every year, the Super Bowl gets better ratings than the year before. What are we trying to do? Matter of fact, I'll tell you what, think about that. Tell me what we're trying to accomplish, why we want to make all these moves to the NFL, what you thought about the XFL, which uh, rules you may want to adopt. Oh, we got a lot to get to for crying out loud. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Winter means it's time to bundle up your insurance. Bundle home and auto with Farmers and you could save an average of 20%. Get a quote at Farmers.com today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers for Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. With no limit on how much will match, millions of people a year get their cash back match. So discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. You want to get in Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. My wildcats down by eight. You may have to do hours two and three by yourself. I'll be so disgusted I've got to leave the show there, Torres. I I can't take it. UCLA may be starting to make turn a little corner under Mick Cronin. They're not bad. They just won at Arizona State. They swept uh Colorado and UCLA or Utah last week. That'd be a right. four game winning streak in the Pac twelve. I'm nervous about this one. I'm I'm sure I'll be keeping my eye on this. All right, uh, a couple things I wanted to ask you. Um people are saying um, adopt this rule for the NFL, adopt that rule. But before we get into that, I'm just, I'm just kind of curious. 
do we love football or do we just love the NFL? Um, because if we love football, then why haven't all the other leagues worked out? Why isn't the Arena League more popular? Um, and the USAFL and the uh, World Football League and the XFL and on and on and on. Do we just want NFL football or do we want football year-round? And when I was younger, Torres, I know that seems a million years ago, it was always about the big four, football, baseball, basketball, hockey. Now it seems like it's the big one, football, and then basketball, baseball, hockey are now second tier, two, three, and four. Am I wrong on that or what? I think there's a big gap, um, and I think the closest thing outside of the NFL that we would call a minor league that we actually watch is college football. That's insanely popular, but part of that is we have 100 years of history there, and I I do think – um, I know that obviously Fox and, and ESPN and a lot of people are heavily invested in the XFL. I think if if minor league football is ever going to work in in America in the mainstream, this is going to be it because obviously Vince McMahon learned from the first time that he ran the XFL right. uh, and he's invested a lot of money. There's good TV partnerships behind it. It's in big cities. They've spent uh, uh, two or three years building this thing up to today, which was obviously the debut. Uh, you know, I thought it was interesting that that Fox had Joel Clad, our lead voice of college football, on the call. So if if it's ever going to work, if America really does want a second football league, I would think this is going to be it. Except for the NFL, are we a don't show me the regular season? Let's get to the postseason, especially in the College NBA. When the, well, when okay, that's true. But in the NBA, the players make it make us feel like the regular season isn't important because they have time management. So are we just about let's get us to the four team playoff? Let's get us to March Madness. Let us uh, get to the NBA conference finals. Is that what we're all about now, or what? Uh, I think it's a little bit of a fractured society. I think we have less time than we did uh, 30 years ago, or I would think we did. I, I wasn't really around, but I remember sitting around watching regular season baseball like it was nothing on a on a you know a Tuesday night or whatever. And so, I think that there's a lot of factors, right? And I do think that part of it is what I just said the the time factor, all that stuff. I think part of it is what you said. Uh, Players, specifically in the NBA, have made it clear that they don't really care about the regular season. It makes it hard for the average fan to. But I do think you're right. Increasingly, it feels like football is pulling away from every other major sport. And it also feels like the NFL and college football are the only ones that we really care about the regular season in. Oh, I mean, we get more people interested in the draft. Yeah. The NFL draft didn't care about regular season NBA or NHL. Yeah, I remember last year uh, doing the numbers on that, and um, I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, 8, 9, 10 million people watching the NFL draft, maybe a little bit less, but even still, I mean, those are insane numbers. How about this, Arnie? We're broadcasting now, and we have for a decade, the NFL Combine. And people watch the combine. Yeah. All they're doing is running sprints and doing bench presses, and we watch it. So, for whatever reason, people love football. Um, Not saying they don't love basketball or baseball or hockey or whatever, but I'm just saying there is a different love to football. And and as you point out, it's not just the games on the field either. All right. Now, people are saying adopt rules. The NFL should be adopting some of the rules that the XFL does. And they do have some really good rules, some interesting rules. Um, First of all, they have full access, you know, halftime, sideline. I'm not so sure how I like the sideline reporter going up to a guy that just scored a touchdown um, and talking to him right there on the bench. You know what I mean? No, that, you weren't a fan? Not sure that's the you know right time to be 
you know, can you imagine that going on in the NFL? Could you imagine if we did that, uh, you know, uh, during our show? We have a good segment, a bad segment. Somebody just comes up to us. Hey, you know, Torres, uh, that UNC Duke segment wasn't your best work. What do you think? How do you have to get better before the next segment? Be, that's a lot of pressure. Can you, can you imagine going up to, like, Ben Roethlisberger? Ben, tell us what happened on that interception uh, that cost just six. Oh, my goodness. See, he wouldn't play. He'd take that microphone and toss it into the stands. I I don't think you would get a, a pretty good answer. And can you imagine going up to somebody maybe like like Tom Brady? Hey Tom, what's uh, you know what's going on? The offensive line is it is it blocking for you? I, I don't know if that would work in the NFL. What do you think? Man? Yeah, no, I'm with you, and and I think that there. Listen, uh, it's an entertainment product. I get it. You always are trying new things to make it the best entertainment product that you can. But also, you're trying to win and lose football, or you're trying to win, not lose. But you're, it, it, wins and losses are on the line here, and we'll get down the road to see if the XFL lasts long enough where coaches are getting hired and fired and all that stuff. But I don't know if I'm a coach. If I if I don't, if my quarterback throws an interception, I want him coming back and looking at the playbook, talking to the offensive coordinator. You know, not talking to the sideline reporter, talking about what went wrong. Okay, then uh, how about if I gave you this then? Um, instead of talking to Tom Brady, you walk over to Belichick and said, uh, "Coach, <laughs> what happened on that play that now has you down seventeen ten at the half?" Um, on the first of all, he'd be the last person that would want a microphone near his face he's not even good in press conferences no. in the middle of the week yeah but it would bother the hell out of him you know that don't you that, that that's, that'd be the best part of it you know that's what i'm saying is he's not even good at press conferences in the middle of the week and now we're going to ask him in the middle of the third quarter when somebody fumbles the ball what went wrong or something oh. like that yeah it'd be a disaster but at least it'd be so uncomfortable uh i could i could maybe get into something like that um but people are saying maybe they should adopt that adopt the point after touchdown where you can go for a one, two, or three-point conversion. Some people like the new kickoff. Uh, my question I asked you earlier is, is the NFL broken that we need to change it so much? And we've already made a lot of changes, Aaron. Um, you know, we've protected the quarterback. We now kind of changed what a catch is. We've protected you know, receivers. We've definitely protected receivers. There's no doubt about that. You can't go helmet to helmet, so we're trying to protect everybody else change out the there. Change the kickoffs, change the onside kicks. On are we on. are we changing it too much for a game that was real popular, or as you said, are, are we making it better? Well, I mean, I'm old school, so I kind of there are certain things that I'm like, this doesn't even feel like football anymore um, in terms of some of the stuff that gets penalized now, that gets flagged now, but. Um, it seems as though people are still watching. And I will say, like, listen, let's be honest. Watching it at all-time level, I want you to know. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying is, yeah. uh, you know, I'll be honest. It, it, I do get my side of the argument, but I also get it is really fun to watch Patrick Mahomes without having to worry about him getting his head ripped off, you know? I mean, it's really fun to watch uh, Lamar Jackson without knowing that if he does try to pick up that extra yard, that somebody isn't going to do anything to, to really put him in harm's way. So I get both sides, and I will say, obviously, there are legal reasons that the NFL is cleaning up a lot of this stuff, but there is also the entertainment value of it's just a more entertaining product when Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson and guys like that are on the field. All right, let's hear from the listeners. Uh, are we changing the game too much? Is the NFL changing too much, or are we just growing with the times? Aaron underscore Torres, I'm at stinking genius one. Also, did you watch the XFL? Did you like it? Do you like some of the rules there? We'll touch on that. Also, 
some rumors coming out of Big D I can't wait to touch on. We'll get to that. But first, our first check-in with Steve DeSager. See what's trending tonight. What's going on, DeSager? Hello, gentlemen. I would like to see Greg Popovich as an XFL coach getting oh, interviewed on the sidelines during that. the game. Oh. Yes. <laughs> In the middle of the game, how great would that be? It's bad Jeez. enough when there's a quarter break. Uh, well, in college hoops, UCLA 12-11 and 11 this year, coming off a loss, leading at 23rd-ranked yeah. Arizona. You don't have to lead with that. Under 12 to minutes to go. Well, this is the definition of news. This is man bites dog. UCLA's no. ahead at Arizona 45-38 to 38 in the second half. Halftime, 14th-ranked Oregon leads 32-28 at Oregon State. And 11 minutes to go, number two Gonzaga leads 71-48 at St. Mary's, a team that's 20-5 and five this year. But the Zags started off 14-15. of 15 shooting from the floor. Number one, Baylor won its 20th straight game, 78-70 over Oklahoma State. Wins in the top 10 for Kansas and undefeated San Diego State for Louisville and Dayton, Florida State as well. Monday, Florida State's at Duke. How about seventh-ranked Duke with the comeback oh, overtime win on a putback at the buzzer at rival North Carolina, 98-96. Duke had trailed by 13 with under five minutes left in regulation. 12th-ranked Seton Hall won at number 10 Villanova, 70-64. to And a great top-20 matchup today with LSU at Auburn. The Auburn Tigers were down 14 the second half and won it in overtime on a basket in the final second, 91-90, to beat LSU. Oklahoma upset number 13 West Virginia. Michigan upset number 16 Michigan State. Just one NBA game still going at Sacramento mid-third quarter. The Spurs now have the lead 74-70 over the Kings. Lakers won at Golden State, 125-120 despite 24 turnovers. Minnesota had lost 13 straight and they killed the Clippers 142 to 115 tonight. The Toronto Raptors have won 14 in a row. Longest winning streak by any Canadian pro team in any of the four sports ever. 119-118 the final over Brooklyn tonight. You sure about that? That is absolutely true. Longest win streak, how long is it? 14. And nobody in the Canadian Football League has. This is this is any of the four sports I said. Now football, football, NFL, I believe is. Oh, one of you the... didn't say that, did you? Actually, you said that this hour. You <laughs> named the four sports. <laughs> nice try. Dallas won uh, at Charlotte, sent the Hornets to a uh, fifth straight loss. New Orleans won at Indiana, sent the Pacers to a fifth straight loss. Denver and New York each won on the road, and Milwaukee won again. They won one twelve ninety five at Orlando. The Milwaukee Bucks record is forty five and seven. Wow. In the XFL season openers. Cardell Jones threw two touchdown passes. D.C. beat Seattle 31-9. On Fox TV, Houston with his head coach June Jones defeated the L.A. Wildcats 37-17. There's uh, four uh, four teams in action every Saturday and four teams in action every Sunday, February, March, and then April. Nice. We'll we'll get to the final in late April. Fox is going to carry another game tomorrow, but usually it'll be, uh, I think, a Fox Saturday game and an FS1 Sunday game, something like that for these two, three months. By the way, Bob Bob Stoops is the head coach in Dallas. We'll see his team tomorrow. Kevin Gilbride in New York. Mark Tressman in Tampa Bay. Today we saw Jim Zorn mic'd up for Seattle. That was another innovation to have, forget the interviews, to have the head coaches mic'd up with the play calls. Or Norm Chow in the L.A. booth as offensive coordinator. The play calls into the speaker in the helmet of his yep. quarterback live. Phil Mickelson is one shot back at Pebble Beach. Nick Taylor still leads. Jason Day is three back. And Daytona 500 qualifying is tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow day, I should say, on Fox TV. Thursday night, FS1 will have the dual races at Daytona. Once again, UCLA 40. 40- 
35-40 in the lead at Arizona. Still 10 and a half minutes in this game. I think that was a Wildcat. Back to you. All right. Thanks, uh, obviously, Sager. you are an L.A. Wildcats fan then. Were you sitting on the couch saying, That's Ur. my team. Did we win? Did <laughs> we win? We? No. If the, no. If Damn. The, if the, if, if the I got to change Wild- my team now. What if they played the Arizona Hot Shots? What would you do? I know they don't exist anymore. Do you remember oh, the, the hot shots? I don't, I don't deal in hypotheticals like that. What do you mean? They Welcome the- back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Just go to geico.com or give them a call. 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Now, did you see the tweet I sent you uh, about 20 minutes ago? I did. From Mike Fisher, who covers the Dallas Cowboys. And he put this out a couple hours ago saying trading Dak Prescott and signing quarterback Tom Brady being discussed by significant people, says Michael Irvin. We've heard all of those people in this uh, mix here. Um, one, do you believe that? Two, would that be the great, uh, a good move for the Cowboys? I'm just going to tell you, yes, I believe it. And two, I think the Cowboys should do it. I think it'd be a phenomenal move. I don't want to tie up thirty to thirty-five million dollars a year uh, for seven years or whatever it's going to take to sign Dak Prescott. I'm not sure he's a franchise quarterback. If I can get away with having Tom Brady being my quarterback for the next couple of years, I'm not losing a whole heck of a lot, and I'm not fully invested after two years, and I can start again. Yeah, if I'm the Cowboys, that's exactly what I would do. So, you know, what's so interesting about this, and this has been my argument since the night that we were on air when the Patriots lost to the Tennessee Titans, and that was this, is if Tom Brady's going to leave, what is the situation that is actually better for him that is going to make it more likely that he has a chance to win the Super Bowl than by staying with the Patriots? I don't buy that going to the L.A. Chargers in a city with no fan base, a team that finished in last place, is the answer. Right. I don't I don't buy that going to Vegas, new town, John Gruden's a little bit of a kook, like what do we really know about the Raiders at this point? I don't believe that that's a better chance. Right. But going to the Dallas Cowboys. I told you that a long time ago, by the way. With the best offensive line in football, I still think maybe the most dynamic running back, Derrick Henry maybe has surpassed Zeke Elliott, but one or two. Uh, great weapons on the outside. That, that uh, and, and, and in a bad division, by the way. And in a bad division. Yes. yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if he was going to leave, it would have to be for a near-perfect situation, in my opinion, and that feels like a near-perfect situation. Do you believe the rumors, though? Um, I totally believe them. Why wouldn't you consider that? First of all, if you're the Dallas Cowboys – you're considering all your options, too. Is Dak Prescott a franchise quarterback that you're willing to spend, let's just say, for argument's sake, $35 million a year for how many years? Five, six, seven? You tell me. And, and the signing bonus, um, that's, a, that's a lot of money right there. It's amazing, and it's funny because I was actually in filling in with Mike Harmon last night for Jason Smith, and we had this conversation, and I, and you know – I have never been one of those guys that believes that because the last guy got paid this much money, you got to pay the next guy that much money. And how did it work out for the Los Angeles Rams this past season? And what happens if Todd Gurley never comes back 100% and he probably won't? 
Is Jared Goff the highest paid quarterback in the NFL? A guy that can lead you to a Super Bowl, that can lead you to a championship? I don't know. And it's the same with Dak Prescott. And so I only bring that up because I am a proponent that just because the last guy got paid this much money doesn't mean that the next guy should. And Dak has been very good. He has not been $40 million or 37 or 35 or $32 million a year good. I think it's going to be very fascinating to see how this all plays out this offseason. I would send you to Vegas if Tom Please Brady do. signed with uh, the Cowboys oh. to bet everything on the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. That's how much I would love them at that point. Okay, know? yeah, let's let's set that up. You let me know, and I'll uh, I'll take a drive out. You pay for my flight. And well, you don't you don't like that bet? You don't think that'd have good value? What are you going to be the no. Kansas City Chiefs all over again, or what? I just like the idea that you're going to send me out to Vegas for free. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to be no, like, but I mean, you understand? You know how many people? First of all, do you know how many people would bet the Cowboys? To win the Super Bowl, if Tom Brady went there, you'd get all the Brady fans, all the Patriot fans, all the Cowboy fans. All the Patriots I, fans? You think Patriots fans are going to pick the Cowboys? They would pick the Cowboys because they're in the NFC if they're going to bet some money. Yeah, I think they would. I think they'd be the most bet team in a long, long time. That's how many people would be jumping on that Cowboy bandwagon. I mean, I think they could be the most bet team in a long time. I don't know if it'd be Patriots fans, but... Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's an interesting conversation. Purple Panda just said, "Like hell, Tom Brady will be a Cowboy quarterback." I, I don't know why everybody thinks that's out of the realm of possibility. I mean, it wasn't you saying it. I mean, Michael Irvin said it. I mean, Michael Irvin's got some credibility, right? Well, if I would have said it, what would he have said? I didn't know what I was talking about. Did you see this exact quote from Michael Irvin? By the way, no, it's a great quote. He said, "I am telling you right now." At the Super Bowl in Miami, some very significant people that I had conversations with were leaning in that same direction. It was shocking. I had a vodka cranberry in my hand, and when they said it to me, I had to put my drink down and said, let's talk about this a little bit more. I just like that he had a drink in his hand, and he just said, yeah, I had to put down my drink. It was A vodka cranberry. I know. It's a nice, uh, listen, I think that's a manly drink, but neither here nor there. That's what I used to drink in, in college, I think, a little bit. Okay. All right, but I, I, I like I'm mostly a pure guy, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, so I, I'm just saying, it's not you hypothesizing it. It's not me hypothesizing it. This is Michael freaking Irvin, a Hall of Famer, lives in Dallas, has been around that organization for 30 years, NFL Network, obviously in some capacity is in communication with, at the very least, Jerry Jones, if not more people in that front office. I don't think that's crazy at all. Uh, Mally said, went to the Houston Roughnecks game today, had fun, liked some of the rule changes, willing to keep following for a bit to see how it goes. So there's a fan right there, Torres. There we go. Listen, I I think it's going to be fascinating. I I don't know if it's going to work, but if there was ever a time for minor league football or a second league, I don't want to call it minor league. These guys are professionals. If there was ever a chance for a second league to work, it feels like this is it. They went through it with Vince McMahon 15, 20 years ago, whenever it was. They learned from their mistakes. They've invested a ton of money. This isn't going to be the AAF, which runs out of money in two weeks like the AAF <laughs> did. Like it, it, They're going to get their shot, and they're going to see if they can prove that a second, NF, or a second football league, professional league, can work in this country. Will the Cowboys make that move? Uh, also, did you hear the rumors about Gurley? And I'll give you my thoughts on running backs. Uh, because I've been screaming about this for a while. Plus, we'll check into my Wildcats, and it's not looking good. All that coming up next, right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much will match. Millions of people a year getting their cash back match. So discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. My Wildcats are down by 12. It's over. It's over. We're going to lose this game. I'm, Every time we're on the air, we lose. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little frustrated with you, Torres. The bad news is this is probably the worst UCLA team that we're going to see in a long time. So wow. Arizona may never beat UCLA again, I guess, is the point I'm trying to make. We have 44 points. We had 27 points with 10 minutes left in the first half. Well, You do the math. The math we're is done, not very not, good. We're, oh. down by, we're down by 15. Uh-oh, UCLA. I, I'm not going to. I can't even. I, I won't be able to drive C- the show next hour. L- I can't. I'm, I'm distraught. UCLA, fight, fight, fight. And we're on the UCLA station too. All right, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. You see, you because I'm just a good corporate man. I'm just happy that that our team is winning. That's all. Aren't you a good corporate man? You don't like Fox? Come on, we're the UCLA station, man. Get with it. Yeah, but I went to Arizona. I keep telling you that. That Ivy League education with great athletics. You tell me all the time. Best seven years of your life. I know all about it. You're damn right about that. Uh, Todd Gurley on the trading block from the Rams. Well, they realized they made a mistake, didn't they, Torres? What have I always said about paying running backs? I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to pay a running back that type of money after what I've seen in the NFL, and especially out of Gurley, even Ezekiel Elliott. I'll just draft a running back in the third, fourth, fifth round or um, get one off the waiver wire or trade for one that won't get that much money. I'm never paying a running back that type of money anymore. What about Derrick Henry? I like him, but even <laughs> even <laughs> I knew it. but but even him at his age, 
and the amount of carries he's gotten over the last well, not so much over the last he, couple of years. He had so. like three hundred carries that last year at Alabama, too, right. where he won the Heisman. I don't think I could give him the money that if he's going to ask more than Ezekiel Elliott, but I don't think I'd give him that money either. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, he is, he's the one that he is the entire organization, right? Like Todd Gurley is a piece to the puzzle. Zeke Elliott is probably the biggest piece, but they have other weapons. I mean, if you take Derrick Henry off the Tennessee Titans, are they, what do they win, six games, five games? I mean, I don't think it's very many. Yeah, but I mean, now you're giving me the one running back. But like I said, even Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, um, oh, yeah. those con- the Gurley contract's going to hamstring the Rams for a while. They realize they made a mistake on that one. It just seems like you can get a running back for a lot cheaper in a lot of different areas, you know, looking in different areas uh, and not have to pay these guys the money that they're asking for. Yeah, there's an old saying, there's an exception to every rule, but that the exception makes the rule, the exception proves the rule. And I do think Derrick Henry's that guy. Maybe he is the one exception. But listen, you're right about Todd Gurley. And now you look at the Rams, they now had to pay Jared Goff, and they've already paid Todd Gurley. And you look at those two contracts specifically, but also specifically Gurley, and are they going to be able to put the pieces around those guys needed to compete at a high level? And oh, by the way, that division isn't getting any easier with the reigning NFC champ, San Francisco 49ers, and, of course, the Seattle Seahawks aren't going anywhere as well. So I'm with you. you got to be careful paying running backs, and that Todd Gurley contract looks worse and worse by the way. I'm wondering, I don't know the whole details of the contract, but it may get to the point where I don't think they could even cut him. It would count too much against the cap, right? So they've got to keep him on the team anyway, right? Yeah, I don't, that I don't have the answer to off the top of my head, but it doesn't change the fact that it is going to cripple them going forward and limit what they can do, uh, getting guys on defense, getting guys at the other skill positions, the offensive line. Uh, I get it, man. You know, the thing is, though, like with the Rams specifically, it's so tough. They're, they were opening a new stadium. They wanted to get some buzz. They wanted to go to a Super Bowl. But I'm just telling you, you're right. I mean, you even watch this year. C.J. Anderson was great. You know, they had other guys that stepped up in that spot, and Todd Gurley just ain't, it wasn't that guy, and I don't think he's going to be anytime soon. Now, I don't want to make it as easy as sell. I'll just take somebody in the third, fourth, and fifth round, but you'll find somebody somewhere. Why hamstring your team paying millions? Even somebody like Ezekiel Elliott, who's established, um, certainly didn't have the type of year after he got his money, I for whatever reason. Um, you know, it seemed kind of a wasted year. Cowboys didn't even make the playoffs, for crying out loud. Well, and that's and it's funny because even Derrick Henry, who we just brought up a minute ago, he was a second-round pick. He wasn't a first-round pick. He wasn't a guy that uh, every team felt like they had to have. So uh, Mark Ingram, who's at the back end of his career, another perfect example, right system, right offensive line. He got, you know, the Saints let him go, and he fits in perfectly with the, with the Ravens. So the point I'm trying to make, Damian Williams, another example, is that you can always find the guys, I don't know, like you said, fourth, fifth, sixth round, but you can always find guys. All right, I'm crabby. It's not looking good for my Wildcats. So um, we'll see if they're able to pull it out. Hour one in the books. We just crushed that. I don't know where hour one went. We'll come back. I'm going to let you drive a little bit, Torres. I'm a little crabby. Let's do tonight. it. Let's do it. Uh, we'll come back, get a little bit into the NBA. Rick Buecher is going to stop by at about 20 past the hour. Uh, we have a lot of NBA to get to. I guess, is that what we're all about now? NBA, since there's not going to be a lot of football. Uh, or no football other than the XFL. So we'll get to that next here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody. Good evening. This is Art. No, it's Aaron Torres. I'm leading hour number two. Arnie Spanier is freaking out. 
wow. about his Arizona Wildcats. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Did I sound good, Arnie? Wow. Did I sound good? Was that good? You read that well. I would I would have bet my life you would have botched that up. Well, I, I'm more concerned with the Arnie Spanier impression. I didn't want America to be too concerned coming back if they heard my voice first. So I went full Arnie Spanier for the first 10 seconds. Well, that Rob was good. Hey, Arnie, you'll be in good hands. Torres will do the reads, an intro for the show like Plank does for you on Sundays. There you go. You know when riding shotgun, you'll have peace of mind when you give Aaron the keys to the car. Wow. Uh, listen, it's like when you give your son keys to the uh, yacht that you rented him that one time. Listen, <laughs> everything's okay, Arnie. We are back from the break. We have a lot to get to, but go ahead really wait, wait, quick. Wait, I got to give a shout-out. Let me give a shout-out. Okay. Oh, okay. uh, I went on a show this week, Uh-oh. Fox Sports Radio Affiliate in Rapid City, South Dakota. Okay. The Nate Brown Show. Sure. Um, they love me there. Sure. Nah, you, nah, you not so much, but they love me there. And I uh, just went on the show. I just want to give him a shout-out to them. I've been on with Nate. Great guy. Great oh, guy. Have you? I didn't know. Wait, so they asked you to come on before they asked me to come on? Yeah, they've actually. I've been on there probably probably a dozen times at this wow. point. Wow! No, not a dozen, two or three. <laughs> really quickly, we're going to talk NBA in a second. Do you have yeah. any uh, post mortem on Arizona as they are about to lose this game? We're here? down by fifteen. I know I, uh, it's painful. We were a twelve point, twelve and a half point favorite in this game to the worst UCLA team of a decade. How does I mean? Does that that's that makes it probably even worse, right? I I don't. I like to see UCLA win. Uh, just not this game. <laughs> like I said, we had 27 points with 11 minutes left, I believe, in the first half. And it was been all downhill after that, 23 the rest of the way. It's been ugly. Every time we do the show, Arizona's on, and they play their worst games ever with you around. I don't understand with that. With me around. You've been watching them for 30 years, and they've only won one championship that one year when they were unbeatable. So I was, I was at that game. I know. You told me. Indianapolis, right? I cried. I just I just loved it. It was the best time of my life. Sounds a lot like your wife on her wedding night. So anyway. Ah, yes, thank you. Thank you very much. She's here. Try the feel, everybody. Uh, by the way, are we now all NBA? Uh, is that what we're pretty much now that football's done? Is that we're just going to shift into the NBA and um, just full steam ahead with that or what? I was just going to ask you that. What do you think? I mean, you know, you're Mr. Hoophead. You play at the Vermont YMCA every Wednesday night. <laughs> I've seen the video. It's really bad. Uh, are you just full? Are you just uh, you know putting your Patrick Mahomes jersey well, away for the off season, and you're going full full NBA here? From well, here well, just a couple things. I'm going to ask Rick Buecher the same things I, I want to know from you. But I guess the first question is: Is the NBA okay? You know, everybody talks about the ratings being down, and I thought coming into this year, the storylines were phenomenal. Uh, you know, LeBron and the Lakers with Anthony Davis, and what were they going to be? Kawhi going to the Clippers. What was going to happen to the Rockets with Westbrook and all that? Um, you know, was the West really that heavy? Was the Golden State Warriors going to have a collapse? What was going to happen to the Thunder? You know, Dallas, uh, you know, there was intrigue there. Were the Celtics going to have a, a letdown because of Kyrie? I thought, and what about Philadelphia? I, I thought there were some great storylines, but it doesn't seem to be a real, and of course Zion with the Pelicans, but it doesn't seem like we're, uh, you know, 
you know, getting good storylines out of this. You know what I mean? So, and this is something Mike Harmon and I talked about last night. So, obviously, to quote Herm Edwards, we play to win the game, right? Like, we all understand that. And I think that this year, once again, two or three teams, probably the Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks, have separated themselves. I don't think anyone other than those three is realistically going to win the title. But there's also been some really cool storylines that have emerged. John Morant is awesome. Luka Doncic is awesome, although he's right. obviously not playing. And so what I asked Mike, and I'll ask you, is like, it, like, does it, do we, is a season only good if there are six, seven, eight teams that can win it, or can it still be entertaining and enjoyable, even if we know the end result is almost certainly going to be Bucks versus Lakers or Bucks versus Clippers in the finals? Well, I'm not necessarily sure that's the end result. I, look, I want the Lakers in the finals. I, I need to have the Lakers, Clippers in the Western Conference finals. I mean, at least for me, to, not to enjoy it, but that's what I want to see. I want the Blue Bloods. I want to see them battle in a seven-game series. I could care less in the East. You know, of course, Milwaukee's got the best record, but any team coming out of that won't beat the Lakers and won't beat the Clippers. So I, I guess ask, answering your question, it, I, I could still enjoy it if it's just three or four teams that I feel like could win it. Um, but still, I don't feel like those other storylines have made this season a, an intriguing season. I, I thought we'd be more invested into it, Torres. So you don't think, uh, you know, when uh, the the Grizzlies are playing, or when Zion, you know, now that Zion's back, I mean, you're not tuning into a Pelicans game yes. because you know the Pelicans. Yes, when Zion's back. But you tried to give me the Grizzlies, I would have said no. I'll stop you there. Matter of fact, even, you know, when we have the Lakers, it isn't like the ratings are through the roof for the NBA. So you tell me. Why isn't it through the roof? Why are we having problems? Um, or are we not having problems and that just is like misinformation then? Well, I think part of it is what comes back. It comes back to what we discussed um, at the top of the show at some point where, listen, the players have made it clear that the regular season doesn't matter to them. It's kind of crazy, by the way. The Clippers basically have never had Kawhi and Paul George fully healthy at the same right. time, and they're still in second place in the West. But we know about load management. We know about the fact that last night the Rockets lost by like 40 because Russell Westbrook wasn't going to play a back-to-back. Obviously, in the past, LeBron has taken time off. He's playing all the time this year. So I think that's part of it is I think when the players have made it clear we don't care, it makes it hard for the casual fan to want to tune into those games. But they still want to go. And, yes, you know, I understand that. But do the, we don't do the same thing with the NHL. We don't do the same thing with Major League Baseball. Um, it seems like ratings are tumbling when it comes to the NBA, and especially with – some really great teams out there that we want to pay attention to. Matter of fact, didn't we want to change the times of the start of the Laker games so we can get the East Coast ratings? We were going to change times, or we changed times of games because of that. Yeah, and that's something that uh, I don't know that it makes that much of a difference. If if LeBron and the Lakers or Kawhi and the Clippers are must-see TV, you'll stay up the extra half an hour to watch them. And so I think it's a number of factors, but I, I just think that what it really comes back down to is what we've discussed from the very beginning. Yeah. If the players don't make it a priority, I don't know why fans are expected to do the same. And by the way, are are you fully invested? I mean, do you think the NBA is better if there's only three or four teams that you think could win it, or do you need to have like eight, nine teams? Because that's what we have in college basketball this year. We have maybe more than eight, nine teams that could win it. There's really, I mean, some people say, well, what about San Diego State or Baylor? It really is wide open in college basketball more so than ever I've ever seen. 
Yeah, and it well, it's it's in college basketball is completely different because the problem is not that it's wide open; it's that the teams that are usually really good uh, and the names that people care about are good, but not necessarily great this year. I know Duke won today. I know they're in second place in the ACC, but I don't think they're vintage Duke, certainly not what they were last year. Kentucky, not vintage Kentucky. Uh, Kansas is good, but they're not even in first place in their own league. We just watched Arizona. We know where Arizona is at. So I think that's college basketball's problem is it's teams that people aren't familiar with. I think with the NBA, it's it's a number of factors, including the players not wanting to play. By the way, I have the XFL highlights on with me right now as they're interviewing players in the middle of the game. So I'm, I didn't mean to get distracted there, but I, I think it's a number of factors. But I do think it's all trending in the wrong direction, Arnie. I give the NBA credit. They want to try new things, but I think it starts very simply with your best players playing as many games as they possibly can. Let me get to the Mason Muller ripping me a little bit. Stop playing, Arnie. Uh, stop trying to hate on the NBA, sports talk, radio's favorite pastime. What else are we going to talk about with no football? What are you going to do, talk NHL and Major League Baseball hot stove rumors? NBA is still fantastic. Is he right about that? What am I going to First of all, talk I, about? Are we going to do hot stove or what? I think we are in hour number three, actually. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> stop trying to hate on the NBA, sports talk, radio, favorite pastime. The NBA gets a complete pass. Nobody criticizes the NBA. I watch I watch the coverage of the NBA. You would think this is the most popular league in the world by far, and it's not. I think we could be critical, but again, what it comes down to is your best players are not playing. That is bottom line why the NBA is struggling, and it's so funny, and I mentioned this to Mike last night, and I don't mean to make light of a very serious subject, but I do find it funny with the passing of Kobe Bryant, not that part is obviously not funny, but I find it ironic that all these players come out in Mamba mentality and he was my hero and this and that, and then the next the next night he's sitting they're sitting out a game. Kobe never sat out a game. Right. Kobe tore his Achilles and walked back to the foul line to take foul shots. We need more of that in the NBA. We need more of Kawhi every night. We need more of uh, other guys not taking nights. That That's the part that drives me crazy, man. Is there anything we could have done this year? Like I talked about, is the NFL broken that we have to take rules from the XFL to make it better? And we're changing the NFL all the time. Do we have to change the NBA? What could I change in the NBA that would have made this year more interesting would it be if we didn't have conferences well, or KD we just took be- the top 16 or what i uh, katie being hurt does does not help the east coast no, ratings no, right, right but but i also but if, you, but if you're gonna give me one yes, guy but then the, we're really broken that's go ahead. what i was gonna say is yeah. i think part of it too in addition to the guys not playing all the time is the fact that these guys switch teams so much and there's no allegiance and so uh you know the you're a diehard knicks fan and i i just you know i don't know like I'm trying to figure out how to kind of explain it, but it's like, I don't know. I think that's part of it too. The players don't feel as loyal to the teams. And so we're not as loyal to the players. I I think this is, I think there can be 10 different reasons why ratings are all down. It doesn't have to be one or two. And I think that's part of it too. Guys are switching teams left and right. You don't, it's just, I don't know. You know, you said that you said that the players aren't loyal to teams Well, you're on to something because we're not loyal to teams because of that reason. Um, sure, they're switching in the NFL, but not nearly as much. Uh, and the NHL, it's always about the name on the front of the jersey in, in your city. In the NBA, uh, we root for we root for players. Sure, not necessarily the cities. You understand that? 
I think so, but I also think you know, that— it's, I'm a LeBron, you know, not necessarily me, but people like, I'm a LeBron fan, so I'm rooting for the Lakers, or I rooted for Cleveland, or I rooted for Miami. That's the mentality there. Yeah, I get it. No, I get it. I, I But I think this is part of it, too, is like if you're a Warriors fan, hey, listen, you know, Kevin Durant's obviously hurt this year, but, you know, you're not watching Warriors games because the team isn't as good. No. I don't know. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's just a lot of different things. If the Celtics ended up playing the Lakers in the finals, it still wouldn't have the same feel. I know we talked about rivalry. But it's because the Celtics aren't good, though. You, I mean, well, like, well, part- wait a minute, wait a minute. I just said if the Lakers and Celtics ended up in the finals, well, the Celtics are in third place in their conference, and they're still twenty-one games above five hundred. Um, you got to be good to get to the finals. But, we what what but what the two teams yeah. in the finals? We still can't get pumped it, up. It goes back to the last point. Why was Lakers Celtics great in the eighties? Because every year it was Magic versus Bird. It was McHale and Parrish versus Kareem and James Worthy. Well, now I got LeBron against exactly Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker <laughs> who I love. He's he was in Charlotte a year ago. LeBron was in Cleveland two years ago. We started the show by talking rivalries. North Carolina, Duke. Part of building a rivalry is continuity. What made. Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, Colts versus Patriots, great for 10 years, was that both of them were with the same teams. And so I think when you're talking about the NBA, the reason Celtics-Lakers, even if they both make the finals, won't feel as cool or as big as it did in the past, LeBron and Kemba can't hate each other. They were, you know, they, they, they've never played against each other on that stage, you know? Kemba I, Walker's never played in a playoff game at this point, I don't think. No, I think he played in one series. I want to ask Rick Buecher, uh, Fox Sports 1's NBA analyst and also from Buecher and Friends podcast. He's coming up next. Is the NBA okay? Plus, we'll ask him um, about what's going on and what happened with that goaltending non-call. So much happening. Uh, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Bundle home and auto with Farmers Insurance and you could save an average of 20%. Seen it? Covered it? Bundled it? Get a quote at Farmers.com today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. And you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Oh, you read that perfectly. Next time, maybe you kind of want to improvise a little bit, but that's okay. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Listen, the folks at Discover, (laughs) I'm going to get so many nice emails from them. They are going to be so happy. And listen, none of this small talk from you, Arnie. We have a great guest here. We're going to get into more NBA with Rick Buecher at Rick Buecher on Twitter, FS1 NBA analyst, host of the Buecher and Friends podcast. Rick Buecher, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you? I'm uh, fantastic, Arnie. You know, yeah, yeah, just so insane. You know, I want to, <laughs> I want to start the first thing, Rick. Is the NBA okay? You know, you hear the ratings are down, and you yep. know the TV ratings are that. Is the NBA okay? That's the first thing I want to know. Well, what's a, what's okay? Define okay for me. Uh, you know, is it thriving? Is it is it thriving like the NFL? Is it on? Is it trending upward? Do you buy now like a stock? Is it stagnant? Because it feels like it's going down. I thought there was going to be yeah. some great intrigue coming into this year. I'm not feeling it though. Yeah, I, I did not expect this to be an up year because the NBA does not operate or does not work off of the same blueprint that the NFL does. Parity works in the NFL. Teams and uh, rooting for particular teams is still the way the NFL works. The NBA works on a star basis, just the reality. And I think there are more fans that would call themselves LeBron fans as opposed to Cleveland Cavalier or uh, L.A. Laker or Miami Heat fans, that, uh, that that's the way uh, fans have, have adapt, adapted to this new NBA and that the NBA also is at, at not its most popular when there's parity, that it's at its most popular when there is a super team that everybody's gunning for hmm. and that captures the imagination of people outside of um, outside of the outside of the NBA. And they don't they don't have that right now. So you look at that, you look at where the, the top stars in the league are located, Giannis in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and it just I, I'm not surprised by where it is. Now, I do think that there's a deeper issue, which is the way the game is being played. Right. I think it's become, you know, it, it just become too cookie cutter. Everybody's shooting threes. You have these, these, you know, huge margins swinging in both directions, down by 22, up by 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the games aren't determined, you know, possession by possession. So I think they're losing. They've, they've lost some of the, the traditional basketball fans because of how the game is played. And I don't think that they have the same star attraction that captures the mainstream. And that's why 
They're more popular than ever when it comes to social media and maybe outside of ratings and all that. But I think there are fewer people watching the game, and I think that's why. So it's really interesting you bring up the swings because there might not be a better example of that. Houston Rockets, Thursday night, go beat the Lakers. And then, yeah. you know, they lose by like 40 last night to the Suns. So to, to kind yeah. of uh, make your point or bring it to your point, Rick, is the does the NBA care that the game is being played this way? Do they want to fix it, or are they just so happy with all this offense that they're going to live with the rules that they've made? No, I, I would imagine that they, I mean, look, what they care about more than anything is uh, is the ratings and the attendance and indications of are, you know, their broadcasters happy and can they sell, you know, their product for even more bucks the next time around when when it becomes available. So I would say that they are concerned. Uh, the other thing that I know about them, though, is that the, you know, we generally, we look at TV ratings and we look at attendance. That's how we judge the health of, of the NBA. And I think most sports, I learned this early on going into the NBA offices, they have about a dozen revenue streams that they gauge to determine the health of the league. How is merchandise doing? How is international rights? How is licensing doing? There's, there are a variety of other ways in which they sell the NBA above and beyond just people who are paying a ticket or buying league pass to watch the games. And if those things are healthy, then, yeah, are they concerned about these two revenue streams that may be down? Yes. But are they, are they concerned about their overall? No. And I, what I don't know is, are, is this style of play attracting you know, more people to buy jerseys and hats and talk about it on social media and want to play NBA 2K, <laughs> that I don't know. But I guarantee you that the NBA does and that that's how they're, they're gauging whether this style of play is good or bad for them. Now, Rick, I, I don't know if you know this, but other than the Lakers, Clippers, and Milwaukee, there are other teams in the NBA. Uh, who are we sleeping on? Who are we sleeping on that we're not paying attention to? Well, I felt from the very beginning that Toronto was going to be much better than people were giving them credit for, that, that, that their championship caliber ability didn't go out the door with Kawhi Leonard. Uh, ultimately, they need some guys to step up. Pascal Siakam obviously has, Powell has, Fred Van Vliet. That, but they have young guys who have the capability of doing that. And I thought that their overall uh, experience in winning a championship would serve them well. Now, we're, we're not going to get an answer on that until we get to, to the playoffs. Right. Uh, I, uh, I like the moves that Miami made, mm-hmm. and um, that's probably about it. What about I the Celtics? Say, Once they got rid of Kyrie, you thought they would go, take a step backwards maybe. Yeah, but they also they lost a lot of size. They lost Aaron Baines. They lost Al Horford. I think they're a good team. I think they're the kind of team that Brad Stevens – likes to coach and excels in coaching, but I don't, I, I don't see them as a team that I take seriously coming out of, out of the East. I think they're a good competitive team for the regular season, but I, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not sold that they are in the conference finals and certainly not in the finals. He just mentioned Al Horford, and obviously he's a topic of conversation because Philly, uh, another team yeah. that's really been up and down. What do you make of the week? I know they did beat uh, Memphis last night, but obviously it was kind of a wild week. What do you make of their status? 
Uh, they've got problems. You know, they've got they've got internal problems, and uh, I don't like their their composition. Um, the, losing JJ Redick was huge. I don't know that Glenn Robbins, and that's going back to to, to last year. Uh, you you inherently look. They're they're a good team. They're a very good team. Uh, they're a talented team. Are they a championship team? The championship teams that I have seen and witnessed, the core, the nucleus, there's a number of uh, ingredients that go into it, but the one that you have to have that is indispensable is that your core fits and complements each other. Uh, I mean, you can look at every team that has won championships and you don't look at the, the two best players or the three best players. They complement each other. They make each other better. Yeah. Uh, Rick, you just have an, you have an inherent contradiction in, in Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, and I just don't know at the heart of it that they can get around that. Rick, before I let you go, uh, and not just because there was no goaltending call uh, in the game oh. last night, but are the refs doing a bad job this year, or are we just uh, you know going through a stretch where we're just picking on them? You tell me. Are they doing a bad job or what? Well, they the 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 officiating crews are younger than they've been in a long time. They're, I don't know that they're bad. They're just inexperienced. And the idea was we're going to take all of our veterans who have retired and we're going to put them in the command center and they're going to be able to cover up or, 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 you know, correct or make things a little easier so that we get, we get things right. Even if our guys in the games get things wrong. And that's what was the, the great letdown in the, in the Jazz game, Jazz Blazers game, that it was, look, bang, bang plays like that. Everybody can say, oh, it was easy to see. I guarantee you, everybody watching it in real time was like, was that? That looked like goaltending. Yeah. Now, if you're, if you're a referee, you can't, make a, you can't blow your whistle, whistle based, in most cases, you don't, can't blow your whistle based on, I think that was, no, it has to be, that was. Now, the distinction is that because of the way the rules are set up, if they had blown their whistle, like you almost have to err on the side of calling anything. Normally, it's you don't blow your whistle until you know that's the call. Uh, now, they're better off if they blow their whistle anytime they think something happened. The problem is now you're going to go to review. Now you're going to slow the game down. Now everybody's going to complain about all the replays and the time it takes you to make these decisions. And so they've put themselves in a difficult position. But the very least, if you're going to have a command center, if you're going to let everybody know you have a command center, if you're going to let everybody know you've invested all this money in replays and, and, and view, reviewing everything and you've got real-time connection with the guys on the floor, and then you don't get it right in a situation like Blazers, Jazz, where it decides ultimately – has a big influence on deciding the game. Mm-hmm. Then you look. I look at it and go, "Why we're Why are we even doing this? Let's just live with Let's live with human error. Let's not go through all the delays and the instant replays, and keep the flow of the game. Give me one or the other. Either Either make this effective and make me feel like you're getting it right, or let's accept that there's human error and you know it's going to go both ways. And, and I'm okay with that. But right. you got to do one or the other. We're in the middle right now. I like it. You could tweet him at Rick Buecher, Fox Sports 1 NBA analyst. Also, check out his podcast, Buecher and Friends. You'll absolutely love it. Rick, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for stopping on by. We'll do it again. You got it, guys. Have a great night.
Thanks, Take care. Rick. That's Rick Buecher, everybody. So that was uh, good that we had a chance to talk to him. Uh, matter of fact, I want to comment on what he had, uh, some of the things he said on the NBA and at State right now. We're getting a lot of uh, tweets also at uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Let's get another check-in with Steve DeSager and see what's shaking. What's going on, DeSager? Hello again, gentlemen. By the way, the NBA on TNT this Thursday night, which included Lakers-Rockets as part of the doubleheader, averaged about $2 million per game. Last Saturday night, ABC got $1.6 million for, And that was for Celtic 76ers. On a wow. regular channel, if we can call it that, ABC Saturday game last weekend, its least-watched primetime NBA game in three years. We'll wow. get to NBA scores in a moment, but Arizona Wildcats. Uh. <laughs> that was not the Wildcat girl. That was horrible. That was, that was somebody who's watching his Wildcats get closer to the 500 mark in conference play. Wow. Arizona shot 25% from the floor tonight. Nick Mannion, sometimes a stud on the court, 2 of 14 shooting. And UCLA, which was 12-11 and 11 on the season, one at Arizona, 65-52. It's Nico Mannion. Let's come on. Now. Okay, come thank on. you very much. You're we welcome. can call him anything after tonight. Ah! I'm sure they're calling him other things after wow. tonight. Oregon State has just upset 14th-ranked Oregon, 63-53. to Seventh-ranked Duke was down by 13 at North Carolina with under five minutes left in regulation and still won the game on an overtime putback at the buzzer, 98-96. Number one, Baylor won its 20th straight game, 78-70 over Oklahoma State. In the NBA, the Lakers committed 24 turnovers and still won at Golden State, 125-120. to 120. Lakers record 39-12. and 12. LeBron James, 11 assists, 7 turnovers. Lakers had led by 21. They won by 5 points. Anthony Davis scored 27. Golden State's record falls to 12-41. and 41. Toronto won its 14th straight game, 119-118 over Brooklyn. The Nets' Karis LeVert had 37 points but missed a last-second shot. Toronto's record, 39-14. and 14. Milwaukee, though, 45-7 and seven now after a victory at Orlando, 112-95. Giannis yeah. Antetokounmpo, 19 points, 18 rebounds. Brooke Lopez of the Bucks, 23 points. He was 5-5 five of five from three-point range. Knicks won at Detroit. Dallas won at Charlotte. Hornets have lost five in a row. New Orleans won at Indiana. Pacers have lost five in a row. Denver and Sacramento with wins. And Minnesota had lost 13 in a row, and they were hosting the Clippers tonight. Minnesota scored 81 points in the first half and beat the Clippers 142 to 115. And Kawhi Leonard scored 29 points in 28 minutes, and the Clippers got waxed. In the XFL season openers, D.C. and Houston with the wins. Another game on Fox tomorrow. Phil Mickelson one shot back at Pebble Beach. Nick Taylor still leads. UFC 247 main event just getting started in Houston. John Jones against Dominic Reyes already. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko with a win. So this is in Houston, as mentioned. Thank you. (laughs) There are 12 bouts at this event at the Houston Rockets Arena Toyota Center. This is the last of them. John Jones trying to go to 14-0 in title fights against a guy, Reyes, fourth ranked, who's just 12-0 overall. Back to you. Thank you to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox. He startled Sports. you there. You aren't ready for that. I was ready. I'm trying to uh, keep our friends at Geico happy. So can you please keep your mouth shut for 30 seconds? I feel like Beth. Is this what Beth go, has to deal go. with? Yes. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. 
I'm Aaron Torres, the guy that keeps interrupting me, Arnie Spanier. Wow. Again, Fox. Uh, I, can, I just want to read what Mally wrote in or tweeted. Just cut says, me off. I was going to do it. I'm late okay, in the show. Okay, then you read it then. Listen, you read it. It's This is like that movie. I forget what movie, but I'm the captain now, okay? Wow. This, this is how it's going to go down. So Mally tweeted me in, and she also tagged right, you. Captain Stubing. I don't know what that means. I don't know your fifth, your fifty Star <laughs> Trek reference. Phone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness. So Mally said, and then I'll let you yeah. keep interrupting me. She said it's my BF Daryl's birthday today. I don't know if that's boyfriend or best friend. I don't want to assume. Daryl's birthday's today. He makes me listen to you guys as we get ready for bed at night, and y'all have become my faves. Can you give him a birthday shout out? So two things. One, happy birthday, Daryl. Happy birthday, Daryl. Two. I'm mortified what kind of nightmares you're having if you're listening to Arnie Spanier before bed. But that's neither here nor there. But happy birthday, Daryl. We we appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate them. I don't know about you, Arnie. Happy birthday, Daryl. Uh, a couple things about what Rick Bucher had to say. First of all, I asked him, are the refs getting worse? But he brought up a good point. I didn't know they were getting younger. I didn't know. Look, I knew some people in the NFL, uh, referees retired and we replaced them. I didn't know we were younger in the NBA also, and I think that obviously has a big difference. NBA is a tough game to referee when you're going up and down the court like that. 100%. I do want to ask you, though, Arnie, the the call last night, which Rick Buecher referenced, which yeah. you referenced, good question by you, which is a nice change of pace. Um, it was in the Blazers-Jazz game, and it would have tied the game late. Right. It was a goal 10 that was an egregious goal 10. I mean, it was right. impossible to miss. They miss it. The Blazers end up losing the game. It didn't necessarily cost the Blazers the game, but it kind of did. And Rick Buecher, I thought, brought up a good point that I wanted to ask you. My point when it, when I was on air last night was this. If we're going to do all this instant replay, 27 layers of instant replay, and go to the monitor after every single play, you got to get these calls right. And my whole thing is I'm with him is that let's just go back to not having replay at all because it seems like, and we talk about this during football season, if you're going to have replay, you have to get a game-changing call right. The Blazers are in ninth place right now. This That one call could cost them a playoff spot. What if they lose by half, you know, what if they're out of the playoffs by right. half a game? And so I thought he brought up a good point because it was my point as well, is like, if we're going to have all these replay, you got to get it right. Yeah, well, I think what you were saying is maybe we have to change the rule that even though it wasn't called, we still have the right to look at it. Let me tell you what the biggest problem is that we need to fix right away. And it happened kind of in the game, you know, when the ball went off LeBron's finger. I don't remember if you remember what game. I don't remember what game that was. It was quite a while ago. But my point is this. Imagine there's a couple of seconds left on the game. Your team is up by one. And, you know, you can't call every foul. But let's say I, uh, somebody comes up, hits you on the wrist, and the ball goes out of bounds, no fouls called, I and they give play. you the ball. You check it in the replay. They go, wait a minute. He never even touched the ball. That's off LeBron. The other team gets the ball. But we clearly see there's a foul, but no foul was called. So what do you do? you got to give the other team the ball. That's where we have to fix it. That's where we have to look at the replay and go, look. We didn't call a foul because we didn't want to be ticky-tack, but if we're going to say the ball's off LeBron, we got to call a foul now. That's what you have to change, Aaron. Yeah, I just think that if we're going to do all this replay, and I will say college basketball, there's way too much replay, but what I will say is anything that is questionable in under two minutes, they can go to the monitor. And I, I think just bring that to the NBA because I would rather see that 
than see what happened last night where you miss a call that potentially swings a game and, frankly, could potentially swing a season. Well, we miss calls anyway. I mean, you're you're just making you a little bit more. You can't miss that call. It's not okay. It's not acceptable. I don't care how young the refs are. They're paid a lot of money. That was a call that anybody could see. You can't miss that call. Right, but how many calls were missed during the you're, – you're saying you can't miss the call because it came at the end of the game. Would you say the same thing if it was in the first three minutes of the game? Would you be screaming, you can't miss that call? It would have been four to two. You wouldn't even say a word about that, Would though. Damian Lillard have been being pulled off the court MFing the refs if it came in the first two minutes? No. No, of course not, but you still – if you can't miss a call, it shouldn't make a difference if it's in the first two minutes or the last two minutes, though, Aaron. You, you want to get them all right there, you know? You'd love to get them all right, but you got to get the ones that really count right. And I understand, in theory, if you take two points off the board with a minute to go or a minute into the game, they're, they're st- still the same two points. But I just think – whether it's going to the monitor for any questionable call after the last in the last two minutes or whatever, you got to do something. We just we can't have this, Arnie. And and I'm not even like crush the refs guy, but it's just it, you, like I just don't understand the point of having all these layers of replay. As Rick Buecher said, they go back to New York and this gets called and this gets questioned. Yeah, but it, would it would it would it be any difference if I said? They missed the travel call, and you can't go back and look at that. I'd say, well, he took three steps, and they missed it. You wouldn't be screaming bloody murder about that, though. I mean, if a travel call costs somebody, like, I don't know. I I don't know where it ends. And and it's kind of like the pass interference Rams-Saints game, right? Like, where does it end? And then they added pass interference, and they never called it this year. Uh, as a reviewable call. So I, I get what you're saying. Right. But I also, it just, it, I guess more than anything, what I guess the point that I'm trying to get at is it just drives me bananas that we spend so much right. time at the monitor, go to replay, go to New York, do this, do that, and then a game gets decided by an and, incorrect call by the refs. And I'll give you credit. At least you said it was going to go in the overtime, unlike Damian, uh, Damian Lillard who said, they took the game away from us. No, they didn't. You know, you didn't have the game one. It was going into overtime. Yep. Um, had they counted that. All right, uh, we'll come back. We'll check in with Steve DeSager with the late news and notes, late scores. All that's coming up next as we finish off Hour 2 right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome back, everybody. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spaniard. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cashback match. Arnie Spanier, how was that one? I mean, you've been grading me. I mean, I know I'm on the Arizona grading scale well, here. That's pretty uh, light, but we'll have to do a make good for that. Um, <laughs> it took a sec. I got that, though. Bad joke. That was pretty good. Uh, let's check in with the Sager. What's going on out there, the Sager? What's happening, my friend? John Jones might be in trouble tonight on the Whoa. pay-per-view. UFC 247 in Houston. He probably lost the first round. He was knocked down briefly in round one by Dominic Reyes. He may have lost uh, points in round number two. Wow. And, you know, title fights, it's five five-minute rounds. We're in round number three in Houston, the finale of UFC 247 tonight. John Jones, a guy who has never lost a title fight May may again it's it's about so you don't know the exact scores right now, but maybe behind two rounds to none. Reyes overall is twelve and zero his career. Jones just in title fights is thirteen and zero. That's the feature Jeez. matchup tonight. As for college hoops, the best team in the country is Baylor, ranked number one, and they won their twentieth straight game today. Beat Oklahoma wow. State. The best offensive team in the country is Gonzaga, eighty-eight points per game. They had 90 tonight, and they were playing Jeez. a good team. They uh, won. Stop it. Stop it. They won at St. Mary's. You know, St. Mary's with this coach has been good for two decades. Uh, Aaron, a uh, real basketball fan, can back me up on this. Wow. Absolutely. Gonzaga, to, against a good team on the road, beat them 90-60. to 60. Gonzaga started 14 of 15 shooting from the floor. <laughs> so the Zags are 25 and 1. And number three, Kansas pulled away to win at TCU. The Jayhawks clinched their 31st straight 20-win season. That ties wow. an NCAA record. Coach Bill Self with career victory number 700. As for the undefeated Aztecs, the last of the undefeateds in major college basketball, number four San Diego State won at Air Force 89-74. Giving up 74 is actually kind of news for them. San Diego State, one of the best in the country, allowing only 58 points per game. The best is defending champion Virginia. Of course, if you've seen them over the years with Bennett as coach, 
great defense. They allow just 50 points per game, best in the country so yeah, far this year. Yeah, but their offense is horrific. Yeah, their offense couldn't catch up with Louisville today. At fifth-ranked Louisville, Cardinals 80-73 to wow. is the final. In fact, Louisville almost had 50 in the first half today. <laughs> also in the top 10, Dayton wins again. Florida State wins again. Monday night, it's Florida State at Duke, a top 10 matchup. Number 7, Duke escapes somehow at rival North Carolina. You know, the Tar Heels are 10-13 and 13 this year. They Jeez. lost an overtime game on a putback at the buzzer against Duke, 98-96. North Carolina on free throws tonight, 21 for 38. That's incredible. The, the Duke will never get that bounce <laughs> again if they did it at the end of regulation. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the, um, the missed free throw, uh, don't tell me they're never going to get That was an incredibly well-executed play. at the front play. of the rim. He, did you watch? He did it on yes. purpose. I know that, but usually you have to throw it off the backboard to hit the rim and no, then get it. Or Not something. if you're They're good talking about Trey Jones, who had 20. Eight points for Duke. He's down two. He's at the foul line. Final seconds of regulation. He purposely misses the late free throw, hitting the front of the rim, and it bounced all the way in the air out to the three-point range. He chased down his own rebound in that sense, got it, got through two guys, put up a shot at the buzzer of regulation, and hit it to tie the game. Jeez. And Duke, Duke wins at the buzzer of overtime. Crazy. Cole Anthony, who's back for the Tar Heels these days, had 24 points, 11 rebounds. There was, how about Big East basketball these days? Uh, number, Seton Hall's so good. Number 10, Villanova lost at home to number 12, Seton Hall, 70-64. to 64. Seton Hall had lost 11 straight times at Villanova, dating back to the mid-90s oh. until the, today. And this was their first time they've had a matchup with both teams ranked. Both in the top 20, Seton Hall wins this one. And a great game, top 20 matchup at Auburn today. Auburn was trailing, oh, that was unbelievable. trailing LSU by 14 in the second half and won at 91-90 in overtime on a basket in the final second. And then there's the Arizona game today uh, where uh, when they shoot 25% from the floor. Horrible. Arizona lost at home to a UCLA team that was 12-11. Bruins 65-52. The final. We'll try and keep you updated on the fight as the hour goes along. But John Jones winding down round three. All right. Thank you, DeSager. Two hours are in the books. The power hours coming up next. You want to be part of this show? You can send us a tweet at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Bernie Fratto will join us at about 20 past the hour. We got a lot of Vegas stuff to get to. Were they betting the XFL? We'll ask Bernie about that also. Uh, so I can't wait to speak to Bernie on that. Coming up here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, good evening, everyone. It is the power hour of the show as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. It's brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. You can reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Busy hour. Bertie Fratto will join us at about 20 past the hour. Looking to, uh, speaking to Bertie. And plus, you're working tomorrow night. No Chris Plank tomorrow night. Right there, Torres, or what? Yeah, these millennials, they, they want all this time off for vacations. Wow. and no, what, what has he got? Softball? I know he's Yeah, I think Oklahoma. he's got uh, Oklahoma softball. So. That's fantastic. Good for him. He's got a real job, unlike you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't have a real job either. I'm just a sports writer and do radio on Saturday, so. Uh, we do have a busy hour. I want to start off by just saying this, and I don't want to debate the whole, you know, What's the, the whole about no about Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame or he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I do want to say this, since he did come out and his attorneys are trying to get him reinstated because of the lack of punishment in this whole cheating scandal with the Astros, 
and the Red Sox and whoever. I, I don't even know at this point. I got to say, isn't it enough? Haven't we punished Pete enough? I mean, heck, Aaron, we've allowed people to come back in after assault, after there's been assault on their girlfriends or wives. Isn't it a time we just said we've punished Pete enough? Um, at his age, all he really wants to do is get reinstated so maybe he can get into the Hall of Fame and, you know, maybe be like an instructor every once in a while for hitting. Um, he's up there in age. It, it's about time we kind of forgave him and moved on from that, like he needs our forgiveness anyway. I, I feel like we've punished him enough, and we should reinstate him. So I'm going to do the really bad radio thing and just completely agree 100% with you. I mean, it, it's really – it is preposterous because when you look at the facts of his case, yes, he gambled on baseball. I understand if you ask somebody like Rob Parker who loves baseball – But that's baseball, not even the debate, though. You well, know? Let's, yeah. let me finish. You, you know, but, but, you know, Rob Parker, somebody like that, would say, well, you know, the first rule in the clubhouse, it's on every right. sign, you can't gamble on games – but at the end of the day, it's exactly what you said, Arnie. He never, as best we know, compromised the integrity of any game. He never bet on his own games. There's no doubt, by the way, that he played, that he was playing to win every game. He's one of the all-time greats, and I believe he should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, he could have compromised the game where if he bet on his own team, he did everything he could possibly do to win that game. Maybe, But even... I thought he never bet on his own team. I thought that was the whole thing. No, no, never bet against his own team. Oh. And he could have taken you know, put his team in a bad situation by overusing his pitchers. But that's beside the point, though. How many years have we punished him? Does he really deserve a lifetime ban? I heard Rob Parker going, no way, don't let him in, don't let him in. You know, we've allowed a lot of people back in baseball that we shouldn't. And I'm not saying that's the reason enough um, to allow Pete back in. But the punishment, how long have we punished him for? Um, he never got the manager job that he wanted after baseball. He never got to make the money being an instructor or being a coach after baseball. He's up there now. It's time that we say enough is enough and let Pete uh, get back into the game. Yeah, no, listen, I agree 100%. I, I just, you know, I, I just think it, it's the way that you laid it out, Arnie. There are people that were everything, you name it, domestic violence, you know, alcoholics, People that were on, uh, you know, uh, by the way, there are people that use performance enhancing drugs that just never got caught that are in the Hall of Fame. Right. right. Um, you go on and on and on down the list. You know, Ty Cobb, bad person, you know, racist. You go on. There, right. It, it, it's just it's not that. First of, all, first of all, it's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. It's it a is music. a big. It was a big deal. It, it was a big. No, deal. No, 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 no. I'm saying oh. like to let someone in the Hall of Fame. The world right. is going to keep spinning on its axis right. if Pete Rose is allowed uh, his moment in Cooperstown. Um, I just think you know, and it's so cliche. And I'm not the first person that said it. I'm not the hundredth person that said it. The Hall of Fame is a museum of baseball history. That's really what it is. And you cannot tell the story and the history of baseball without talking about Pete Rose. All right, so here's to hopefully Pete getting back in the baseball. Uh, I want to get the hashtag Mookie. Um, Mookie Betts, of course, I think is still going to get traded to the Dodgers. I was shocked, um, and I've talked about this with you, and I've talked about it locally till I'm blue in the face. Locally, we knew that Mookie was gone. He didn't want to come back with the Red Sox. Red Sox offered him, offered him over a $300 million deal last year. And he turned it down, and rightfully so, because he probably wants about $420 million, which is within Trout's number. 
But I don't feel like he wanted to come back to Boston anyway. And the Red Sox feel, let's get something for him instead of using him this year and get nothing in return. So I was completely okay with the trade. They just didn't get enough in return and seemed like they've got some damaged goods in return also. Well, it, did they, first of all, did he not want to come back or did they offer him a contract and it was nowhere near the number that he wanted? I think it's both. They offered him a contract that he nowhere near wanted, and I don't think he wanted to come back to the Boston Red Sox anyway unless he got the $420 million, um, because then he felt an obligation for the union to take as much money as he can. The Red Sox didn't want to pay him that type of money, and I can't say I blame them. Look what the Angels spent with Trout. How's that worked out for him? Look what San Diego's done with Machado. How's that worked out for him? Uh, what about Harper with the Phillies? That was kind of a double uh, dip there. Didn't work out for the Phillies, and it worked out for the Nationals. I don't know if I could bring myself to signing somebody for that type of money. Yeah, I. but the counterpoint is you have an MVP in your organization that came up through your organization. He's 27 years old. He's made, yes. He's one of the best defensive outfielders yes. in baseball. I just think if, if – for and you brought up the most important point, which nobody's talking about. They got nothing for him. If the argument is you don't want to let them walk away for free, they didn't get anything. And obviously the trade is kind of in limbo right now because one of the guys that they did get is injury prone or whatever. But I, I just think to me, and I'll go back to the Herm Edwards quote that I used an hour ago, you play to win the game. The, the, the Red Sox are not the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're not the Tampa Bay Rays that have to cut costs. I know that there were salary uh, – not salary cap. There were tax implications, and they were going to get an extra tax. But I – I don't know how you let this guy go, uh, and especially if you're going to get basically nothing in return. You know, first of all, you're not going to get all that much because it would be a one-year rental unless you're willing to sign him for the $420 million. And how many teams can really do that other than the Dodgers and the Yankees and maybe throw in another team here or there? So maybe only three teams can actually sign the guy for that type of money. So, you know, what are you doing to begin with, too? They didn't get enough in return. They should have made the Dodgers pay more for David Price's contract than 50 cents on the dollar. They should have made him pick up the whole thing. Yeah, and I mean, and that's the other part, too, is, is okay, if the argument is now you want to get out from under David Price's contract. Uh, and you It's have, always been that, yeah. Yeah, and you have to give up the one of the best players in baseball to do it because you're going to go over the salary cap. Okay, but now you're paying some of his salary, too. That was the other right. part that made no sense to me. And then Chris Sale, who's got five years left on his contract from the extension that they just signed him to last year, is going to be the biggest waste of money that the Red Sox ever have spent just about. Red Sox have signed people to some bad contracts over the last couple of years, but it really hasn't been a problem because they won the World Series. Now the bill is due. It's like going to a restaurant and you're eating caviar and steak. Well, at the end of the meal, the bill's due. And if you enjoyed the meal, you got to pay for it. Well, you enjoyed the season when they won the World Series. Now that bill is due. And the Red Sox fans don't like the way the Bills do because they don't have enough money to pay for it right now. But to me, this is such a stupid argument, though. They won the World Series last season. Not not this past one, but 2018. Yeah, right. That was 18 months ago, Arnie. By the way, 
the the Houston Astros and I whatever take out the cheating they made the World Series in 2017 and 2019 it's not as though you had to go through this total rebuild you had one down season you still have Mookie Betts you still have uh, all sorts of players offensively you still have two very solid well, they pitchers. had Devers and Bogarts obviously and they they signed Ben Attendee but you've got to understand you only had him Mookie Betts for one more year Aaron because. He didn't want to come back to Boston. Other than the $420 million, he was not coming back. So Why wasn't choice, he coming back? I don't think he liked the city. That has not been publicized anywhere. Two, he's only taking the most money, and unless the Red Sox were going to give him the 420 forget about it. They weren't going to give him that type of money. Plus, there's, they have so much financial constraints, even for a large market. They've got financial problems with the price contract, with the sale contract. Um, and, of course, they just signed Devers, Bogarts, Benatendi. They got some problems coming up for the future. They can't afford everybody right now. And so that's why I'm confused is if you're going to rebuild, rebuild. But they're not rebuilding. They're just trading their best player. That's the part that doesn't make sense to me. Well, they're trading their best player because he didn't want to stay and they can't afford him. That's what I'm telling you. They're not giving him 400. I'm not giving one person that type of money. Two, I don't think he really wanted to stay in Boston to begin with. Three, there was a uh, arbitration many years back with Boston and Mookie Betts. I kind of get the feeling that's sitting with him in a bad way also because the Red Sox won that arbitration, I believe. And you know how that can get also. You know, that can get a little uh, dicey when you're saying bad stuff about somebody. I think Mookie's going to be a Dodger, but the Red Sox need to get a little bit more in return because they're getting damaged goods right now and having the Dodgers pick up. And I know people are like, well, it's Minnesota that's got to pony up. No, no, it's got to be the Dodgers. They're getting Mookie bets. So if the Dodgers said to the Red Sox, all right, we'll pick up the rest of the contract for a price, then then I think everybody would be happy about that. Yeah, I just, to me, I it just goes back to the very simple thing of you play to win the game, the Red Sox are making money, and in two years you already know what's going to happen. They're going to lose for a year or two, the fans are going to get impatient, the ownership is going to get impatient, and then they're going to start spending money again. And so I just, I, first of all, I don't believe that he was out the door. I believe that he believes that he should be the highest paid player, one of the highest paid players. So, yes, he is going to hit the open market and try to get the most money he can as we all would. But I also think that if you bring him back, you have as good of a chance as anybody to win the World Series. You have as good of a chance as anybody to compete at the highest level. And if you win the World Series and you win two out of three years, maybe it makes it harder to leave. I mean, he came up in the Red Sox system yes, with all these other guys. All right, uh, before we do anything uh, next, Terrors, I want to check in with the Sager. What's happening to Sager? What happened in the fight? Comeback win for John Bones yeah. Jones. He is still the champion, the light heavyweight champion UFC to finish out UFC 247 in Houston tonight. He wound up beating Dominic Reyes in a unanimous decision, but the judges had it 48-47 and 48-47 for two or three wow. judges. For for the other one, it was 49-46 for some reason. But Jones now undefeated in his last this would be 18 fights in a row he is still the champ and his opponent the fourth ranked reyes falls to 12 and 1 overall all right thanks to sager um real quick torres on a tweet Betts thinks he's better than mike trout mike trout's the best player in the game Ooh. And he's not asking for that kind of money. Yeah, Trout got the four hundred twenty million dollars, didn't he? But yeah, but it's it's also it goes back to what did we talk about with the quarterbacks? 
well, Jared Goff got this much money, so Dak deserved. No, that's not how it always works. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't try to get it. And so I think, obviously, he's going to look at Mike Trout. He thinks he's a comparable player. He's probably not quite there, but he's pretty close. Uh, I have no problem with him wanting to get the most money. I I guess my problem, I, I guess what my biggest problem boils down to is this. There, the tax money isn't as much as people made it out to be. The way that I read it was it was about $12 million, which is nothing. And I, I just know how the Boston market works. Boston market, no, no pun intended there. Yes. Um, it's delicious, by the way, the Boston market. But um, the way the Boston market works is they're going to do this whole thing about, oh, we're rebuilding and, you know, we got to get under the, the salary structure and all that stuff. And in a year, they missed the playoffs last year. They're, they're going to miss it this year. And in a year, they're going to start spending again because the fans are going to be tired of losing. So I just think it's silly. I think you keep them, you try to win this year, and you figure it out from there. All right. Uh, coming up next, though, we'll check in with Bernie Fratto. Uh, were people betting the XFL? Uh, was there a way to make some money? The, the Dodgers' future to win the World Series changed because of the Mookie Betts' supposed trade. We'll get to all that with Bernie. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Bundle home and auto with farmer's insurance and you could save an average of 20%. Mic drop. The mic's covered. Get a quote at farmers.com today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
Right, you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. So discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Now that's how you do it, Torres. I was going to say, I think we need another make good. That's how you good. do it. Let's get to our guest. You hear him coming up at the top of the hour. Our buddy from straight out of Vegas, it's Bernie Fratto. How you doing, Bernie? Gentlemen, good evening. How are you? Arnie, by the way, first yeah. show of the year, you came out of the gate with body mass index, and you're working out, and you really <laughs> fired me up, man. I went on that new garlic diet, lost 10 friends. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, lost 10 pounds, way to go, but 10 friends, I like that. All right, Bernie, right off the bat. Um, yes, sir. First of all, betting XFL. Are people betting it? Was there a lot out there? Were they making money? Is there money to be made? What's going on there? Well, the first, uh, the answer to your first question is absolutely people are betting it. I don't know how the books did today. And the real question is, is how do you handicap the XFL? It's a brand yeah. new league, all these new rosters. So you look at quarterbacks, you look at coaches, you look at offensive weapons. But even knowing all of that, you've really got to proceed with caution because there's no sample size. When the bullets start to fly and they block and tackle, how do you know what's going to happen? Take that UNC-Duke game today. You guys talked about that earlier. The right. last 100 games, each team has won 50 before today. Right. They'd scored 7,746 points and given up 7,746. Now, that's a sample size. Right. There's no sample size for this league. The other thing, too, is the key numbers of 3, 4, 6, and 7 are essentially out the window because there's no extra point. So you got to factor that in if a team goes for one, two, or three now. If past is prologue, you look at totals because you figure in a new football league, when teams really haven't had a chance to gel, defense is always going to be ahead of offense. Take the AAF last year. In the first 16 games, the under went 12-4. and four. Wow. Having said all that, both games went over today. Yes. <laughs> but believe it or not, guys, and I, you know, honest to God, I haven't been drinking, I've actually got a best bet tomorrow. Oh, wow. Oh, no. The St. Louis Battlehawks are catching 10 at the Dallas Renegades. Now, pundits have said that St. Louis is our the records the when they get together. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. When you get the Renegades and Battlehawks together, who needs sex? So you've got a situation <laughs> where the common sort of narrative has been St. Louis is going to be the worst team in the league and Dallas is going to be the best because – Dallas is, you know, they got Bob Stoops and they got probably the most complete roster in the league. But week one of a league with eight brand new teams, you telling me somebody's worth being a double digit favorite? Here's the kicker. This is the angle I'm looking for. The edge Arnie likes to talk about in the preseason is the free season. Quarterback Landry Jones of the Dallas Renegades, he's probably going to be the top quarterback in the league this year. Yeah. However, he was out with a knee injury. Hasn't practiced in three weeks and has gone from being questionable in game one. It was announced about six hours ago. He's not going to start. Wow. His backup, Philip Nelson from East Carolina, will start. And the number has barely moved. You still got St. <laughs> Louis plus nine. So wow. Jones to Nelson is going to be a big drop off. I got the game plus 10. It seems like a no brainer for me. You got to tread lightly in week one. I'll be damned if I'm going to lay 10 points in week one, but I'll take 10. We'll see if I look like an idiot tomorrow. 
All right, so here's the important question, Bernie. Uh, what are the odds on your wife filing for divorce when on Valentine's Day you say that you can't go out because you're looking at uh, XFL injury reports? Oh, she doesn't even need that reason. She's got plenty of other reasons, but that's a whole you know show for a different day, I guess. So it sounds, though, like, I mean, I guess you have to. This is your livelihood, but you're preparing for this. I... I'm having trouble wrapping my head around this league because I still think of the XFL as uh, he hate me and all that stuff. Right. You're preparing for this like it's week one of the NFL. I'm so, I'm 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 not being facetious. I'm actually legitimately impressed with how much prep and how much information and, you've gathered on these teams. And Bernie, you know, what do you, what did you think about the line on the scoreboard? You know the, the over under and the and the point spread. That was going to be part of their narrative. What they want to try to do is give an already fantastic concept and product which is the national football league and just give it a bit of a quarter turn and so it's now come out of the shadows and they have you know they've talked about this for a couple of years that as part of their broadcast it's going to be front and center in the narrative they're going to integrate in their conversation and then the broadcasting of the game the spread the total i heard steve levy talking about it today so uh, I, I think, you know, it was kind of perfunctory. We knew it was coming, but clearly this is what they want to do because that's going to drive this league. Because be honest, you guys, would you really watch this if you didn't have a bet on it? Really? Right. <laughs> hey, Bernie, let me ask this. Uh, let me get to the NFL now. If we're going to yes. talk more football. what I, I don't know if you heard the rumor, but, you know, Michael Irvin put it out there um, that the pay, uh, the Cowboys interested maybe maybe trading Dak Prescott and signing Tom Brady what would happen if that, you know, gambling-wise, if they did do that? How many people would run to the window to bet the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl? What would that do to odds, or would it do nothing to odds? Oh, no, I think it would do a lot to the odds. You put Tom Brady, who's been to nine Super Bowls with that roster, and Dallas Rockets to the front of the class, especially in a fairly wow. suspect division. But let's let's dip this in reality. All right. Currently on Bet Online, you know, the Pats are still a prohibitive favorite. They're minus 300. And uh, the Cowboys are 9-1. to one. And you know what? When this rumor started to catch fire, I checked with one of my moles in Dallas, and here's what I was told, and I believe him. The only way you might see this come to fruition for Brady to come to Dallas would be if Dak turns down the $27 million franchise tag that's going to be placed on him, whether he likes it or not, right. and goes Le'Veon Bell and sits out the season. If Dak were to do that, then I think you would see Tom Brady and Jerry Jones have some real conversations. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Do I think Tom Brady is a master psychologist? Yes. He's going to file free agency, and he's going to scare the Patriots because, look, t people can deal with good news. People can deal with bad news. They don't like to deal with uncertainty, and Brady's going to get his $30 million. I think he'll be back in New England. Now, I'll tell you where it could get interesting. The Raiders, they're 3-1 to one right now. Um, so the Cowboys would be nine to one. They're nine to one. The Patriots minus three hundred. The Raiders are three to one. The Raiders have real resources. They got the sixth most cap space with seventy six million. They could go all in and give Brady a three year deal if they wanted to. Wow. So this is going to be interesting. We're going to talk about that as this gets closer to free agency. And I wouldn't rule out the Chargers either. But they, at the end of the day, the Cowboy thing sounds like a pretty cool sexy story but it's really just a fantasy wow what about just in general next year's early odds i mean are anything crazy going on with those yes guys i'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because i know at the top of the show you guys are saying well what do people bet on now well one of the things they're really betting on is the futures odds for next year's super bowl and there are four teams that are getting honestly real heavy action 
The most is the Kansas City Chiefs. They're 6-1. to one. But I would really exercise caution, people, because number one, you should see the Chiefs' non-conference opponent schedule next year. They got to go to Baltimore. They were 14-2. To the Saints, they were 13-3. And, of course, they got to go to Buffalo. Buffalo is 10-6. and six. They've also got to play the Patriots and the Texans. The cumulative record of those non-divisional teams, 59-21. and 21. Wow. Tough duty. Remember also, guys, that the only three teams to repeat in the last 30 years are the 92-93 Cowboys, the 97-98 Broncos, and the 03-04 Patriots. I don't like the Chiefs' chance to repeat next year, but at 6-1, to one, they're getting a ton of action. Here's what makes me scratch my head. Okay. The other three teams getting the most action. Put on your seatbelts. The Raiders at 50 to 1, getting wow. a ton of action. The Lions at 66 to 1, Why? getting a ton of action. And Arnie Spanner's Miami Dolphins at 100 to 1. Nice. Getting a lot of action. Now, we've talked about this in the past. If you're holding a ticket and you have hedge possibilities, fine. But do I think any one of those three teams will go to the Super Bowl? I think you got a better chance of Carly Rae Jepsen re-recording the Gilligan's Island theme song and selling a million copies. <laughs> All right, Bernie, what, last thing. What about Dodgers, Red Sox? Um, what's going on with that? The trade isn't official, so what's right. going on with the odds? Do you jump on the Dodgers um, before the Mookie Betts thing becomes official, or it's, uh, it really won't make a difference odd, odds-wise one way or the other? I think the value is gone. The Dodgers, as far as the Dodgers, they opened the preseason at 6-1. to one. Just on the rumor of the Mookie Betts deal, it went to 5-1. to one. Okay. And then when the deal was announced, they went down to 3.5-1, to one, and that's wow. tops in the National League and only second behind the Yankees at 3-1. to one. Now, Boston, they opened the season in the offseason at 12-1 to one at the Westgate, and right before the deal, when the deal was rumored, they fell to 25-1 to one with Betts, Quote, I say this in quotes, officially gone, they were now down to 30 to 1. Look, because of a fluky physical involving Bruiser Gratterall, one of the throw in players, the deal is currently in limbo. I am predicting both parties will find new dance partners to finish this thing off, and bets will be a Dodger. But for now, if you're going to bet the Dodgers, I think the value is gone. He's Bernie Fratto. You can tweet him at Bernie Fratto. He's coming up at the top of the hour straight out of Vegas. The Vegas perspective will be listening as usual, Bernie. Appreciate you stopping by, buddy. Yeah, hey, get to hear you guys tomorrow night, too. What a freaking bonus, man. Yeah, Let's call the yeah. Peabody people. <laughs> Take care. Bernie Fratto, top of the hour, straight out of Vegas. Looking forward to that. Let's check in with the Sager for a final time. See what's trending, what's going on the Sager. Yeah, I think Chris Plank is not co-hosting tomorrow night because he's in Puerto Vallarta this weekend. What? What? That's where the opening tournament is for Oklahoma softball that he covers. He didn't tell me. He was texting me. He's like, yeah, I can't make it this weekend. I got Oklahoma softball. Yeah. He didn't tell me he was a part of a yard. By the way. Yeah, exactly. You guys were talking about XFL. There was a Dean Blandino quote on Fox about, uh, you know, the different rules, but including the kickoff. Only one touchback all day. Kept the return in the game. No high speed impact collisions. And again, that's something that I think the NFL and the NCAA will continue to monitor as they look at alternatives. It was odd looking to see the kicker lining up to boot it and literally no teammates on his left or right. All the guys that were going to make the tackle liked were lined up weird, downfield. Yeah. It kind of, in a weird way, it did work out. Yeah, I just... It just was weird looking, that's all. As for the NBA tonight, Minnesota had lost 13 in a row and was hosting the Clippers. 
Minnesota scored 81 points in the first half and wound up killing the Clippers 142 to 115. Timberwolves from three-point range, 26 for 44. Lakers committed 24 turnovers but still won at Golden State, 125-120. The Warriors' record falls to 12 and 41. Denver and Sacramento with wins. Toronto won its 14th straight. Dallas sent Charlotte to a fifth straight loss. Seth Curry had 26 points off the bench. He's from Charlotte. New Orleans won at Indiana. That's five straight losses for the Pacers. New York Knicks got a win at Detroit, 95-92. four in a row. Four straight is ties their longest winning streak of the last six years. Championship. <laughs> the Knicks record was 16 and 36 coming into tonight. Uh, Milwaukee now 45 and 7 after a win at Orlando. The NBA's All-Star events are next weekend in Chicago. Among the NHL games, Montreal in overtime beat Toronto, Dallas in overtime beat St. Louis, and there was a Philadelphia 7-2 decision at Washington. The XFL season openers went to D.C. and Houston. Another game on Fox tomorrow. By the way, Daytona 500 qualifying is tomorrow on Fox TV, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Practice started there today. Phil Mickelson is one shot back at Pebble Beach. UFC 247 in Houston tonight. John Jones won by a close unanimous decision. A couple of the judges had it 48-47 over Dominic Reyes, who did knock Jones down briefly in round number one. But John Bones Jones undefeated Mm. in his last 18 fights. A programming note, U.S. women's soccer faces Canada tomorrow in L.A. FS2 with the coverage to finish up the Olympic qualifying tournament. U.S. and Canada going to the Olympics in Tokyo this summer. And in college basketball, UCLA wins at number 23, Arizona 65-52. Michigan upset number 16, Michigan State. Michigan had been 4-7 in conference. Oregon State at home beat number 14, Oregon tonight, 63-53. Oklahoma's only 5-5 five and five in conference, but beat 13th-ranked West Virginia. Top 20 matchup went overtime at Auburn. The Auburn Tigers were down 14 in the second half, but won in OT on a basket final second, 91-90 over LSU. And then there was the crazy game, number 7 Duke coming back to win in overtime on a putback at the buzzer at rival North Carolina, 98-96. Duke had trailed by 13 with under five minutes left in regulation. Seton Hall won at Villanova for the first time since the mid-90s. Number 1 Baylor down Oklahoma State. Baylor's won 20 straight. Gonzaga won again. San Diego State won again. Kansas and Louisville with wins. And one note, Serena Williams has played for Team USA in tennis for about 20 years in this Federation Cup. You know, for tennis, it's the Davis Cup for the men's. It's Fed Cup for women when it's country versus country. And they're playing in the Seattle area this weekend. Serena lost a singles oh. matchup, third set tiebreaker to Latvia tonight, which meant they had to go to a fifth and final match on the weekend tonight. The U.S. has just won in doubles to advance anyway to the Fed Cup final in April in Budapest. Oof, I was worried about that. We, <laughs> Serena had been 14-0 and for the U.S. in singles matches until tonight. So she's just sitting there as a teammate on the sidelines hoping the doubles team won, and they did. Back to you. All right. Thanks to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Just go to GEICO.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, well, that's uh, figuring out which way is easier. By the way, real quick, what did you think of Bobby Knight going back to Indiana? 20 years! 20 years! Wow, you talk about a stubborn man. I thought it was good, emotional. Um, He looked kind of old, I got to tell you that. Looked very old, but it was good to see him go back. Yeah, I I had heard... uh... 
that he wasn't doing well health wise, and I think there was maybe a reason why he didn't speak publicly. Right. Um, right. But listen, I thought it was good. And, and the crazy thing is, Arnie, you know, I'm a historian of college basketball. I love that sport. And you know, I've read Season on the Brink a couple times, which was kind of the behind the scenes year 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 long look at his program. And what it made me realize is that he was the Coach K, the Bill Self, the whoever of his generation, a brilliant coach. It didn't end well. We know how it ended. It wasn't pretty. He didn't put his best foot forward. But there was a reason that a lot of guys were in that building today to support him. He was a great coach. I'm glad that he and the school made up. Yeah, but 20 years, though, Aaron, I mean, um, that's a long time to hold a grudge. You know what I'm saying? That. That's a long time to say I'm never going to go back and I want nothing to do with you. I mean, if you feel you're you've been slighted, yeah. I mean, by the way, you're the you mentioned you're the college basketball guy. Any any excitement over the 16 that were released or eh, no big deal? Well, it's tough because you know the college football thing works so well because obviously there's really no games except for on Saturday. So they release it on Tuesday, then we have to talk about it for four days. And so the problem with doing this thing on a Saturday night or Saturday morning, excuse me, is teams go out and play. And so, for example, Michigan State was a four seed, and they literally lost right. two hours later. So. Right. I actually think if they were smart, they would release it on Sunday night after they'd pick a big game on Sunday or schedule a big game on Sunday, release it after that so that it becomes the talking point going into the next week. Now it's like, you know, I'll be honest, Arnie, like I host a college basketball podcast and I don't even know if I can talk about it because three or four of the teams on that that top 16 all lost today. So but there was no excitement to get that kind of as a barometer or like, oh, I can't wait till it comes out just to get a feeling what the selection committee's thinking or not, it didn't bother you. you I thought it was it pretty difference. cool because, you know, it's like bracketology. You start looking right, at it right. and you start saying, wow, I mean, if, well, if we get Seton Hall in this team, I mean, that could be fun. And um, I love it, but there's also a reason we love bracketology. There's a reason we love mock drafts. There's a reason we love all this stuff. It's because it's speculating out. And so, yeah, I, I looked at it and I said, wow, if, if those two teams played, I wonder, you know, I don't know who I would like in that game, but I enjoy it, but, yeah, no, I, I liked it. Yeah. Now, Bernie Fratto was just on with us, sure. and I love Bernie. He's coming up at the top of the hour straight out of Vegas. Bernie was on fire today. What did he, he say? He was on fire. Renegades, but, ra- ra- Ramblers who need sex or something like that? I don't know, but. FCC's going to be on us. Yeah, one thing I disagree with Bernie, though, when we were talking about the Tom Brady situation possibly to Dallas, and, of course, the rumor's out there. It's nothing that. We're making up. Everybody's heard it. Everybody's seen it on Twitter, and it comes from Mike Orvin, so you can see the originality from it. The one thing Bernie didn't bring up, and I don't think a lot of people are thinking about, is that Jerry Jones's age. And at his age, if Dak Prescott's not going to take the money, um, he wants to go ahead and win, obviously, as soon as he can. He would love, I think, getting Tom Brady for the two years is a perfect solution so you could still be up there to win a Super Bowl and not have to worry about the money. So I think Jerry Jones's age plays into this a little bit, saying, you know what, let Dak walk or let Dak, let's trade him and we'll bring in Tom and for the next two years we'll try to win it with Tom Brady. The counterpoint would be that Jerry, for whatever reason, has become insanely loyal as he's gotten older. And if he didn't go away from Jason Garrett for probably four or five years after he should have, 
Uh, I don't know why he would walk away from Dak, who, say what you want about Dak, he has won the division in two well, or four years as the quarterback. Uh, well, one in a, not such a great competitive division, too. He may want to walk away from Dak because what's Dak going to want? Say $35 million for five, six, seven years? Say seven years. Uh, you, are you ready to pony up over $220 million or what? Listen, you, you know where I stand on it. I personally... Um, and I've been saying this since July. I was just talking to Eric, our producer, about this in one of the breaks. The day that you uh, were off last summer when you went to a wedding, I was talking about Dak that night because that was the big story in July and August, and it's the big story coming into this offseason. And I have been consistent saying I would not pay Dak $40 million or $35 million or whatever he thinks that he is worth. Now, the crazy thing is, Arnie, and I know this is going to sound crazy, my opinion doesn't matter. And it's what Jerry Jones wants to do, and I still think Jerry is going to be loyal to Dak. He's been loyal to all of his guys. He paid Zeke ahead of schedule. He paid Jalen Smith ahead of schedule. He stuck with uh, J- uh, Jason Garrett longer he will, than he uh, should have. Wait, wait. He paid Zeke ahead of schedule because he thought this was his chance to win the Super Bowl. He realized he made a mistake. He realized they made a mistake, and maybe he paid Zeke that money because he's up there in age and said, let's just do it now and let's go all in. Now he may learn from that mistake. I'll tell you what, we'll come back. We'll finish up with that. We'll get to a few picks, some news and notes we didn't get to. All that coming up next as we finish up the show right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. This segment brought to you by Geico. Wow, this this show just flew on by, didn't it, Torres? Three hours, boom. It was that uh, hour that I gave you off where you basically did nothing. I did four ad reads and, uh, you know. So, so what do you say? You've done nothing for the two years we've been doing the show, but you haven't, uh, haven't had to do that or what? No, I'm just saying I made life easy for you. I'm that kind of co-host. I'm, you know, I'm making life easy for you. All right, give us a little music. Put us in the mood. Let's give us some predictions. Oh, we're not going to do predictions on games. Just a few predictions on some stories, and I'll start things off. The XFL, I think it's here to stay. I think we need a second league. We've had too many go under. I think the feedback on this one initially has been positive, uh, especially with some of the rule changes. We recognize some of the players' names. I got a feeling that this one's here to stay, Torres. What are you thinking? Listen, now that I'm running this show, yes. I don't know what this we're not doing predictions are. We got St. Louis at Dallas tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> Bernie Fratto says Dallas minus 10 is the sucker bet of the year. So I'm taking St. Louis. I don't trust Bob Stoops. He's a defensive coach. He's not going to – listen, he's been out of the game for a while. I like St. Louis. I like him plus 10. I don't want the points. I don't need the points. Give me St. Louis. And is the XFL here to stay, my friend? What are you thinking? It's got a lot of money behind it. I, I think they get to at least year two, and then I we'll see if it's profitable, how much money Vince McMahon wants to kind of sink into it. But listen, they've done all everything right. They've got two great TV partners, uh, and we'll just see if the fans are interested in a second football league. Are they going to get the trade done? Hashtag Mookie. Um, yeah, they've got to get it done, don't they? They can't go back on it now. Can you imagine if, to take, if you're the Red Sox having to take back Mookie Betts and David Price and go into uh, uh, you know spring training with them? I don't think that'd be the ultimate. I think they get it done, though. I think the Dodgers may have to go ahead and sacrifice a little bit more. Yeah, the Mookie Betts trade gets done for the reason that you explained, Arnie, is that he can't come back to Boston now. He It's very clear that the team was ready to move on for whatever reason, whether he wanted to move on or not. 
I don't buy that, but the team has decided that they're going in a different direction at this point. You don't really have a choice. Kind of reminds me, remember Kyrie Irving, that that uh, trade initially uh, to the Celtics, there were some issues and it wasn't going to get done for a minute. And then the, the Cavs kind of realized we got to get this done. And they did. I think it's the same with Mookie Betts. All right. I do want to read some of the tweets that came in. Um, one that says, Stinking Genius Betts wants to come back, and he loved living here. I guess See? talking about Boston. Torres, the penalties for being over the luxury tax were going to be severe as the Sox were repeat offenders. Yeah, I didn't know where you got the number um, money from, but I thought it was going to be a bigger penalty than that. And no, Betts didn't want to come back here, because if he did, he would have figured out how to make that $300 million offer get like 350 well, or 375 and then yeah. they would have worked it on out okay that that makes sense um yeah, yeah no listen I, I do think that there was a middle ground obviously look he's a, an mvp just now entering the prime of his career multiple time all-star multiple time gold glove winner of course when you have the leverage or you think you have the leverage in a negotiation you're going to try to get the most money but i do agree that if the red Sox were willing they could have found a number in the middle I think both sides are to blame here, but I just I can't excuse the Red Sox for trading a 27-year-old that's one of the best players in the game. Now I'm curious. Were you going to go, wait a minute, were you going to leave $100 million on the table? Is that what you were going to say? I kind of forget what I was going to say at this well, point. Well, just because what happens if Mookie Betts wanted to play for Pittsburgh or wanted to play for Tampa or his wife was from Oakland and wanted to play for the A's or something like that? Um He's not getting $420 million there. Then he would have to take a lot less, would he not, or what? So if you're saying he didn't want to be in Boston, where does he want to be? Well, he's from the Nashville area, so. Yeah, I don't know if, what, yeah, what I don't know if that's yeah, going to cut it, unless maybe Atlanta Braves or something. I just think he feels like he has to take the most money and do it for the union. And that's either going to be the Dodgers or the Yankees. The Yankees aren't going to pony up that money, so I think it's going to be the Dodgers. Yeah, no, I think in the Yankees, yeah, I would think even with their uh, resources, financial resources, I mean, they have so much money committed to Garrett Cole, and obviously Aaron Judge is going to be up here for a new deal soon. So I just think it's sad. I mean, he came up with the organization. I, I would have done more to keep him. I would have kept him around, especially considering what they ended up getting. I, I think that that, to me, it, it made it inexcusable, for lack of a better term. All right, uh, we got to thank Laker Don, our technical director, running things back in Los Angeles. Eric Roberts, our producer, as always, on a Saturday night. DeSager on the updates. Of course, tomorrow night I usually do the show with Chris Plank, but you're filling in for Plank. Is Where is he at again, did you say? He's Puerto Vallarta, I think, or something. Oh, my goodness. Guy. Straight out of Vegas, Bernie Fratto coming up next. Stick around for him right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.